Ampies, hello, it's LaToya doing the pre-intro intro. That's the thing now because I keep forgetting to record the description in the intro. Um, so today we are doing episodes five and six of season two, Kill or Be Killed and Plan B. In Kill or Be Killed, Tyler learns about, more about the Lockwood family curse from Mason and Sheriff Forbes receives startling information. Ooh. Plan B, Catherine chooses a new victim. Bonnie discovers new information about Mason and shares it with Seven. Um, and now for the official intro in just a second, featuring the Empire Diaries' official boy, Michael Chasen. Later. Hello, Ampies. It's intro time. We know you love it. XOXO, <laughs> Gossip Empire. <laughs> Very good podcast. Uh, but yeah, as usual, we want to uh, shower ourselves with praise. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Um, this is a comment I got uh, from Tumblr. So people are telling us everywhere on the internet how much they love us. And no oh. one has ever said a bad thing about our podcast, ever. One and we've never dwelled on that at all. No <laughs> one has said anything about it in therapy or conversations to their parents on FaceTime. <laughs> um, yes, uh, this comment is uh, the importance of being a fangirl on Tumblr. Hello. I just wanted to say how much I absolutely am loving your podcast on the Vampire Diaries. TVD had it like its own culture for me, especially because at the time in South Africa. Yeah, we got people from South Africa, you guys listening wow. to this. So cool. American TV shows were delayed here. And so it was a whole culture of like swapping memory six to school and discussing it to death. Listening to the podcast is like bringing back all these early teenage memories. I'm loving it so much. Aw. Thank you. I love that. I love that it's so nostalgic for people. I I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same for me. So I love that. You want to prey on your nostalgia unless you're Jill and then we just want to like warp your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. And now for some more five star reviews. Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) So this is one that uh, ended up on the televoid. So I'm guessing they just listened to the first 10 and now they realize, oh, we have our own feed now. There are more. Uh, This is from Crybaby Stitch. I Knew the Risk is the title of uh, the review. Good start. I knew the risk, but I had to follow along and rewatch The Vampire Diaries for the hundredth time. The (laughs) podcast is fun. None of my friends watch The Vampy Ds, so it's nice to have someone laughing through it with me. Aww! We're your friends now, Crybaby Stitch. We are. We are friends. (laughs) Uh, the title for this one is When You Unironically Love Cut by Plum. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me that I get to listen to the song in almost every episode of this podcast. <laughs> TBT was and is one of my favorite shows. It was about time someone made a podcast about it. I heard about the, uh, about Amped through Buffering, and I'm so happy that I gave it a listen. The three hosts have great chemistry with each other, and I find myself laughing with them during every episode. Maybe with their help, I'll be able to watch season seven without dying. <laughs> <laughs> I know the risk, but I have to listen. Aww, thank you. Also, a PS maybe create an email, which we do have, which is the Empire Diaries Pod at gmail.com. Please email us. Do it. Send us emails. Mm-hmm. Asking makes about me nervous for season seven. <laughs> we should be. <laughs> That's appropriate. Oh, it's a. Uh, huh. We'll get okay. there. Um, this is from 123Abby412. Better than Cup by Plum. Uh, I I know. I love this podcast more than Nina Dobro's shiny hair. The highest of praise. Wow. 
that's very high praise in my opinion. Uh, this is from Grace Liz K. Uh, delightful. Another great find for buffering. Avid Vampire Diaries fan and you ladies are a treat. Love your intros like this one. Reviews yeah. and banter. Thanks for making quarantine more bearable. Aw. Aw. That's so nice. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm just going to say, as I know you're listening, Isabel, I can't say words in French, so I'm just going to just say what your review is, which is, I was told this was a Plum fan cast. <laughs> I was not disappointed. I know that her uh, username is like French, like it's like Bad Owl, but I can't speak French. So there we go. Neither can I. Jill, can you speak any French? Um, I took eight years of French, so I can read it. And understand it, but my accent is really bad. <laughs> so, so we're not going to do it. It's just Got not it. going to happen. Got it. Out of yeah. respect. I do appreciate that people love uh, the cut by plum bit so much. As much as we love it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone loves it as much as we do. And but, that would uh, be possible. <laughs> cut by plum by Morgan is, is like, it's just top it's of the charts. It's a masterpiece. Stream it. Stream it. <laughs> Michael, uh, how do you feel about Cut by Plum by Morgan? Because you heard it so long ago for the first time. I do think Cut by Plum by Morgan is, uh, you know, it's a chart topper. It, you know, <laughs> it's good. I honestly, I do think that we should do Cut by Plum by Morgan, like full, no laughing, like sincere effort. She does the whole song edition. I do want that. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe you're anti-Morgan laughing, Michael. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm pro-Morgan laughing, but I'm just, I want that clean track. I think, you know, I, for everyone to enjoy. I just think as my boyfriend, you just don't ever want to hear me laugh or sound happy. That's kind of like your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's accurate. <laughs> Great. I, I do think we probably should g- give it to him. When it's all said and done, the full, the full cut by Plum by Morgan. Look, the ukulele chords are available online, and I'm insufferable, so... You don't, you don't want to just go over the full karaoke track? You want to like, play an instrument now? This is, I have an instrument, so I'm like, why not challenge myself uh, to create some beautiful art, um, I said while uh, almost throwing up. But uh, <laughs> who knows? We'll see. Well, you could do two. You could do different editions. You could do the karaoke with the regular, you know, backing, and then you could do your own. Uh, you're the instrumental version. I think we're all excited for. Look, this sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> but to be fair, I'm not busy. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for those reviews. Remember, five star reviews on Apple, or I don't know, go give us a five star review wherever you feel is necessary. Mm-hmm. And we'll find it because we keep Googling ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado, The Empire Diaries. Hello, and welcome to The Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. So before I introduce myself, I just want to say, I hope you all enjoyed co-host Morgan Ludwig's uh, rendition of Cut by Plum in the last episode. If not, let us know and we will fight you. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludwig. You might know me from my work uh, singing Cut by Plum. (laughs) And I'm Jill Dayfield, and you'll probably know me just from laughing in the background. (laughs) I mean, Jill, it feels like this episode, you have to sing Cut by Plum. That's what's happening here. 
Um, guys, I cannot sing. I disagree with the fact that you say you can't sing because I have sang red jumpsuit apparatus with you at karaoke, <laughs> and you can't do it. <laughs> guys, remember karaoke? Uh, um, remember karaoke? I mean, at this point, if we do like a Zoom karaoke, it's just all of us doing cut by plum, one by one, and Michael wondering why is this happening, and we're making him do cut by plum. Uh. We'll all have to learn the words to cut by blood. But also, <laughs> should the should the new bit for the, the new season be that every guest we have has to sing cut by plum? <laughs> we will have no guests. I mean, we're having Michael next, so that's basically the point. I'll see if I can get a, if I can get a cut by plum rendition out of him. I uh, don't have a lot of faith in my ability to do that. Well, today we are talking about uh, something other than cut by plum. We are talking about episodes five and six of season two of Vampire Diaries, Kill or Be Killed, and Plan B. Um, as always, going to ask first, uh, just first and foremost, Jill, what did you think about these episodes of television? So much happened. <laughs> <laughs> we hit a point in our Netflix party chat where I just gave up typing because I had to keep paying attention just because so much was happening. <laughs> and just making sure that was good to you, right? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to, like, keep paying attention so I didn't miss anything. Yeah, that's that's very good. Um, as I even noted, uh, once we got to Plan B, I'm like, oh my god, so much happens in this episode, I love it so much, I'm done getting notes, and I just kept watching. <laughs> uh, yeah, what what a time. Um, so I can definitely remember watching these episodes for the first time. Um, definitely... <laughs> was amused by Stefan and Elena's fake breakup stuff. Uh, for sure. And in plan B, as happened today, as we're, as we're recording this, uh, the Caroline Liz stuff made me cry. Candace Akala needs more in her life as an actress? Yeah, um, for Prez. <laughs> I understand because we're in a world where we have two Vampire Diary spinoffs, I understand Candace Eckler not wanting to play the same role for even longer, mm-hmm. but at the same time, maybe do and just like stay good with uh, Pleck and Williamson and then you can move on to other things because I love you and I just want to see you on my TV. Yeah, I do really want to see her on my TV. Uh, she's so fantastic in these and in the whole show. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with her. Uh, let's get a Candace Aguilar starring vehicle uh, now. Exactly. It, and also, like we said, when um, Caroline first turned into a vampire, how it was ridiculous that Damon thought she would be a terrible vampire, kind of like Vicky. Yeah. These episodes are also like, and here's why you are wrong, you stupid idiot. Because Caroline fucking kills as a vampire. She fucking owns, and she's so good at it so soon. I love her. She's already a better vampire than both Salvatore boys. It's absolutely true. She is also, like, smarter and more cautious and everything. Yeah, I love her. And it doesn't seem like a, a terrible, like, writing thing. It's like, oh, how is she so great at this? It's like, no, the, the Salvatores are idiots. And she, just by virtue of not being an idiot, despite what people try to say she is, mm-hmm. like, that makes her a good vampire. Yeah, she's smart. And, and the thing is, like, she has this connection to her humanity through her friends. Like, mm-hmm. and even though, like, she doesn't necessarily have it with, like, Bonnie right now. Like, she does have it with Elena. She does have it with Stefan. Like, she has people who are supporting her. And that, I think, makes all the difference, too. 
Yeah, because we know like, the Salvadors had no friends. They had Catherine, not their friend. Mm-hmm. Emily, not their friend. Mm-hmm. George Lockwood, definitely that's a fake friend if ever there was one. <laughs> so yeah, they just had Giuseppe and he was definitely a bad dad. Yeah, so like they just didn't, they were uh, not prepared well. Yeah, and Stefan eventually did have Lexi. And, uh, you know, Damon killed her. But we're not actually, we're actually not in, gonna get really angry at Damon in these two episodes, I will say. So uh, I'll just, I'll shut that down now. Yeah. I'm gonna get a little miffed for like three minutes. Yes. Yeah. There's a moment to get miffed and then it, it, it gets good and we're happy. Yeah. But yeah, Morgan, uh, what was the experience for you watching these episodes originally? Since I've, I, I've talked about them for me. I so as I as I told you, um, Stefan and Elena's like secret breakup, but not really, um, was to me the most fascinating dramatic device I could possibly think of uh, as a teenage girl. I was like, yeah, what if like you and your crush were together but had to like pretend to not be together? Because uh, I was good at not being together with my crush. <laughs> I mean, that's the story of my life as a 31-year-old, so... Look, I feel like... I was like, wow, this is the coolest. Um, And I still think it's a very good device. Um, When they're talking about the, like, when I say this, it means I love Mm -hmm. you stuff, I was, like, absolutely losing my mind. And then when they broke up, I also lost my mind. Yeah, the the fake breakup stuff is really good, especially for, like, the end results. Yeah, because the real breakup is uh, very painful. (laughs) Um, I... I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, like, I loved everyone. I was so the the like Caroline becoming a vampire arc is phenomenal, and I was so stoked about it. And all the stuff with her and her mom absolutely killed me just as much then as it does now, if not more. And mm-hmm. yeah, I loved these apps. I'm happy to have them in my life. Yeah. I just also remember the Jenna stabbing herself moment. Like that <laughs> fucked me up. Like it, I freaked the hell out when that happened because oh yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like the Vicky thing where she gets killed so early. You're just like you would never expect this to happen. There's another moment, obviously, like I can't say what in the season where you're just like, holy shit, I can't believe you just did that because this this show this shit is like really good. <laughs> the show is not afraid to it's not afraid to go there. But yeah, uh, we should, let's get into these. Let's start talking scene by scene. Let's fucking go kill or be killed. So we're starting uh, with a flashback to a year ago in Florida, baby. Yeah. Did it say where in Florida? Because I was not on the screen at the time. Did it say where in Florida? It says the Emerald Coast. The Emerald Coast. Where the fuck's the Emerald Coast? (laughs) So uh, Mason is leaving a bar. He's drinking, and uh, this guy who's also been drinking, Jimmy, uh, follows him. He picks a fight. He says that Mason's been hooking up with with Marla, who we do not see. And uh, Mason's like, no, I wouldn't do that, you know, because he's sweet and he's chill. Literally, these episodes, especially, you know, going into the show, you're probably thinking, like, there has to be something wrong with Mason Lockwood. Like, he has to secretly be a bad guy. And it's like, oh, I will believe that he was, like, fucking this Marla chick. And it's like, no. You're my friend. Of course I would not. I'm, I'm a good person. This poor, this poor chill guy. He's He again remains a chill guy. He is trying to de-escalate this fight, but uh, the fight cannot be de-escalated. And uh, he accidentally bonks his friend real hard on the concrete and he dies. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the flashback for now. Ooh. 
So then we go back to present day Lockwood Mansion and Tyler's like, wait, you killed that guy? And Mason's like, yeah, it was fucked up, but that like it triggered my curse. Mm-hmm. So every full moon I lose control. And he's like, if I don't like sedate myself and chain myself down, I'll kill anything. Mm-hmm. So you need to be careful because like any death at your hands and you'll have a lifetime of this and you don't want it. Yeah. And so we were discussing this in the chat because Jill's like, even if like it was assumed he plotted a murder and and I was like, well, if he actually did the plotting of the murder, yeah, that would count. Yeah. That, that's right, right. Um, the rules for the curse triggering uh, in Vampire Diaries mythology are a dick, honestly. <laughs> uh, so now Mason's like, okay, I, did, I told you about this, now give me the moonstone. And uh, Tyler checks in the uh, secret under the carpet vault and it's not there. He's been a little stinker. And so um, Mason brings up how if I don't sedate myself, and I know Joe was wondering about this, and the, the second episode confirms what this is. So when he was drinking what you thought was vodka, Jill, <laughs> um, so he put like wolfsbane in his water so he could drink it down, basically. That's what he was doing. Oh. Yeah. He's yeah. Trying to like weaken himself so he won't break the chains and he like, you know, won't hurt anyone. Yeah, it's like if a vampire like put vervain in their drink, or kind of like Catherine was doing, basically. Yeah, but just in this case to weaken himself. Yep, yep. Huh. Okay. I prefer vodka, but I'll accept that. It could be like Wolfsbane and vodka. It was clear beverage. True. True. It was a nice mixed drink. But yeah, as I also know in the chat, so this means if Caroline had died naturally, like she kind of was going to in the car accident from the finale then Tyler's curse would have been activated. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, because the curse is a little dick. Mm-hmm. It's because, so you introduce the fact that like, these wolves, people with the wolf genes are naturally very, very angry. They have rage issues. So it makes sense if like they kill someone in that rage, but it really, so it, the curse makes sense in that sense, but, but it really, really sucks that like, even like a slight accident like, it wasn't like he was drunk driving or anything like that. He was driving, and then the uh, Gilbert device went off. Then he heard the noise, and then the accident happened. So it's it's bullshit. It, like, it's any death under your watch, essentially. It could be the biggest accident, and it would still be your fault. Yeah. I would argue you should still not be trying to kill people uh, once in a while. Like, Tyler's like, yeah, it's really annoying. I can't kill anyone because I'll then become a werewolf. And I'm like... Buddy, I, <laughs> already. I understand that because also, literally, you could build a treehouse, and if someone's in a treehouse and it like collapsed and they died, that's your fault. That's what the literally what the curse is saying. It's fucking ridiculous. But then I would argue again, you should be building a treehouse that wouldn't kill anyone. <laughs> what? Let's say it's a sturdy treehouse, and then someone <laughs> gets in there, they're like stomping around and like breaking things because they're a little dick too, just like the curse, and then they somehow die. That's still the werewolf's fault. I don't know. You think you think they'd still? You think that would still be the werewolf's fault? <laughs> I do. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, what do you think? Uh, knowing that you know only one werewolf so far. Uh, yeah, I'd be my. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm still learning. <laughs> I don't figure out like what is the worst curse because obviously for vampires, you're dead, but for werewolves, you have to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked. Moving on, our next scene: uh, Elena and Jeremy are in their shared bathroom, and uh, Jeremy is 
trying to like become a part of the Scooby gang and Elena is not having it. I mean, she's kind of having it because she is letting him know what's going on, which thank God. Mm. But she's also like, you can't come participate. It's kind of like a Dawn Summer situation. Yeah. Uh, Then she goes back into her room and there's her secret boyfriend. Uh, Her secret boyfriend. And I was just like counting down the seconds until Jenna stabbed herself in the gut. (laughs) They're uh, very cute. They're like, uh, how about this? You know, when we're fighting and I say, I can't do this anymore. What I'll mean is that I love you. And Elaine is like, well, when I say fine, Stefan, whatever, that means I love you too. And they're like kissing and being cute. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Uh, Also, Caroline still thinks that Liz is a bad mom. I absolutely love that later in this episode, Caroline's like, yeah, okay, I was a bitch to my mom. Like, I always am. She tells like she's aware of it. She tells Elena this, but she will not uh, cop to it to her mother. Uh-huh, because she won't give her the satisfaction because they're at war. Yeah, um, so right now, a lot of setup is happening in these episodes, by the way, because they're literally just, and I kind of like it, it's a small town being like, hey, let's beautify our city. And that's cute. Um, but that's what what's happening here. They're beautifying the town, and Caroline's afraid that Liz, like, like she just assumes Liz isn't gonna show up. Liz is like, yeah, I'm taking the day off. I'm gonna be doing this. And Caroline's like, sure, yeah, whatever. Uh, you're gonna pretend to be my mom and like do this stuff. Like she seems very, very angry that her mom uh, works as much as she does, mm-hmm. uh, which is hard. But uh, also, you know, she's a sheriff. It's a tough job. She is a sheriff, but also like she's working even harder because of council stuff. It's not just sheriff stuff. Which yeah, obviously Caroline doesn't. I guess does she know? At all? She, like, half knows, probably, right? Yeah, she doesn't, like, really know, though. Yeah. This is one of those areas where I don't think we've seen her being told on screen, so I don't know if she knows. I don't think she knows, because it, it would really help. Because, yeah, if she knew more, she she wouldn't just be, like, trying to find out what, what the weird thing is. She would probably assume what the weird thing is with her mom later. So, yeah, I don't think she knows at all. Um, but, yeah. Liz also confirms, so the reason why Catherine was able to come into their house last episode is because she thought it was Elena. She invited her in, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which is sad. Yep. Um, so then we go outside to our park for our beautification town event, uh, and Mason and Stefan have a little conversation, um, which uh, Stefan tries to be uh, peaceful and chill, but he um, abandons it very quickly. He does it very poorly. Yeah, the second Mason's like, look, I tried to be chill with your brother, but he stabbed me. Stefan's like, okay, cool, then I'm going to threaten you. Basically, even kind of backing up what uh, Catherine says in the next episode, Mason was listening to her, and then Damon stabbed him. Yep. <laughs> Again, Damon was an idiot. Love him. Idiot. And um, just, obviously we'll get to Damon, but I will say, I think these episodes for this season begin, like, me being much less angry with Damon than I've been recently. Because, I mean, I love Damon, obviously. Yeah. But he's been a fucking idiot recently. <laughs> and there's some things where I can't forgive him, obviously, too. But this season especially is really good for his emotional baggage and making it uh, valid instead of just, like, a little emo bitch stuff that we we joke about. And I'm really excited for a lot of stuff. Uh, again, there's... It's part of the reason why the dinner party is my favorite episode. 
yeah, uh, good shit coming up for uh, for Mr. Ian. Uh, but so Damon uh, comes up and uh, Stefan tells him he's negotiating peace on his behalf. And he's like, I don't want peace. They are uh, peak uh, grumbly brothers in this episode. Oh, God. They're like super just brothers in sync. You know, they're not, they're not like really in sync, but there's brothers working together and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love it. I wrote in my notes, both Savitar bros have completely fucked up. Um, also, uh, the reveal of Damon in this scene is such an overtly comedic piece of directing. Like, he just, um, appears behind Stefan, and the camera, like, whip pans to him, and it's, like, from the one shot of Stefan to a two shot of Stefan and Damon, and it made me laugh hysterically. So, um, so yeah, so basically Stefan's like, hey, Mason's gonna fucking kill you, uh, because you're a little dick, uh, <laughs> thanks a heap for the help. Also, is this episode, together, this episode or the next one where Dick officially becomes, like, part of the lexicon of the show? It's this episode. Let me see. It is this episode, because it has Amy and Sarah, and Tyler is the one who says, I'm kind of a dick that way, which is the, the official entry of Dick into the Vampire Diaries lexicon, I believe. Yes, Dick, one of the uh, few swear words we are allowed to say on the show. Although, shit was said on, um, in, in the days of WB. Three different WB shows, um, like once ever. It was um, Everwood, One Tree Hill, and I can't remember the other one right now. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, when I was on a CW show, we uh, could not curse, and it was a real bummer. <laughs> oh, and Dawson's Creek is the third one. I just double-checked, yeah. Oh, there you go. So uh, then we go to the grill, and we have... Um, a new character, uh, Sarah, hanging out with Amy, and she is real horny for Jeremy Gilbert. Yes, Amy Bradley has a, a has a friend now because she couldn't like control like all that thirst she had just with herself. She needed a friend who is Sarah, who I hate. Yeah, Sarah is is uh, wants to fuck Jeremy and not a lot else. <laughs> that's 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 honestly it. She is no fucking chill. Um, but anyways, uh, Jeremy and Tyler uh, hang out and they check in. And Tyler is like an asshole to Jeremy for no reason. And then he catches himself and he's like, I'm sorry. You were actually very nice to me at that funeral. Thank you. I am now going to be nice to you by inviting you to drink with these loose women. So then our next scene is uh, Mason being very smart given uh, what he wants to do, which is he goes to Liz, says, hey, I know about the council. I want to be in it. Liz is not having it until he says, there are two vampires living right under your nose. They are Stefan and Damon. My girl Liz says, no, Damon is my friend. Uh. He my friend. And I was like, yes, he is. Mason, you D. I wouldn't even call him a dick. He's a D because he's just, he's still Mason. He's still yeah. Mason. He's Mason. Um, Liz calls Damon an ally, which is very funny. <laughs> the funniest line. <laughs> Damon Salvatore, ally. Uh, but yeah, she brings up the sun thing, and he says they've evolved. But it doesn't necessarily mean, like, he knows about the rings, or he didn't say anything about the rings, but yeah, they've evolved. But, uh, Mason says, oh, you know, what if I can prove it to you? And, uh, she looks over at him, and she's like, well, you know, I kind of have to hear him out if this is possible. Uh, and it's a real bummer because they're friends. Jill, how did you feel? Um, I mean, it had to happen sometime. 
I'm mad that Mason snitch, but I mean, it led to a great episode, so. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I have no complaints ever. This show is too good now. Look, yeah. Jill wrote it, so I, I don't know why I'm fishing for a complaint from Jill when she wrote this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm really, unfortunately, thinking for like, I'm just trying to think forward in season two and be like, do I have any other problems with the rest of the season ever? And I'm like, I don't think I do. <laughs> I I can't think of any problems that I have, but maybe they'll rise up because I'm a, you know, I'm a difficult bitch. But uh, I, like, I mean, I am a, the show uh, rarely uh, does anything wrong ever. So, so then um, we go over to Caroline and Elena and they are uh, talking about, um, Caroline is trying to talk about her fight with her mom and she is very mad. And she just say, well, I was a bitch, which is par for the course with us. <laughs> Uh, as I said, which I love her. So then she asks Elena about Stefan. And, you know, it sucks for Elena. Like, she's mad. She doesn't like that her best friend has turned into a spy for Catherine. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, she plays along and is like, yeah, things are bad. He's pushing me away. Uh, yeah, I also forgot uh, the reason why, more of the reason why Caroline was such a bitch to her mom earlier is that her mom's like, she sensed that something was different with Caroline. Because like, no, there's not. And then she got like really bitchy after that. Yep. So Caroline's obviously projecting and trying to deflect. So it, I mean, they would have had this argument. They would have had that argument even if Caroline was the vampire, though. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Caroline's definitely fishing for Elena and Stefan information, but you know we know that's going on. And then Elena and Stefan have the little moment where both. <laughs> Uh, Damon and uh, Caroline are snooping. Yep. So then uh, Damon goes over and talks to uh, Liz and is like, hey, why were you talking to Mason? Um, and like, she, uh, Liz is like, really, like, you can tell she's very tense. Like, she mm -hmm. doesn't want to believe it, but she knows that she'd be stupid to completely dismiss the possibility if someone's telling mm -hmm. her that Damon's, like, a vampire. And so she blames it on the Caroline stuff. And Damon immediately asks, like, okay, well, is there anything I can do? <laughs> Which is very nice. Yeah, that's not something he has to do to, like, be undercover. And oh, she's already given him control of the council, too. Like... He's not doing any of this because he has to. Mm -hmm. Their friendship is real. Yeah. I will say, I feel like at the time, too, when I originally watched it, I, I, I could tell, like, Damon and Liz's friendship was real. I fully agree. Yeah, I was um, never at a place where I thought that Damon didn't like hanging out with Liz. Like, I think it's, he's tricking her, but he likes her. Yeah. Jill, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I never doubted it for a second. Um, I think... I mean, obviously, as it progresses, she questions the friendship, but I never thought that Damon would ever do anything to hurt her. Yeah, it's like the difference between Damon's friendship with Liz and Damon's friendship with Carol Lockwood, for, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Like, Carol Lockwood, as much as he and Carol are probably a lot alike in a lot of ways, I don't think he likes her the way he likes Liz. I agree. Like, because they seem to have just kind of like a good shorthand and like a nice vibe. Yeah, he, he thinks she's funny, and she is, which I, I doubt a lot of people like consider Liz Forbes funny, but I think Damon actually does. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Like, he, yeah, he, I, I, I like, what I like about Damon is he doesn't look down on Liz at all, which I think a lot of other people do. Like, he mm -hmm. admires the things that she's good at. Like, he's like, yeah, like, he would probably say if you asked him, like, 
Liz is really smart. She's really good at her job. She cares a lot about doing things well. And I mm-hmm. think that's all stuff he admires, mm-hmm. which is cool. I don't know. I just think he respects her, which yeah. is great. And they tend to hate the same people, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they both hate John Gilbert. So <laughs> friendships have been founded on lust. <laughs> Uh, so then um, when Elaine is like staring at Stefan and Caroline is staring at the two of them she goes oh no longing looks are being exchanged which is a gift Uh, and also I will say I prefer Caroline with the hair right now than like the straight hair we were doing and also the I'm a vampire now eyeliner that was going on in the first uh, few episodes I I like this look for her I agree yeah I was going to put it in the chat too and say um that I love her look right now. I really like that hair. She's the best in the biz, and I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed, and we'll get into that, of course. So uh, Elena leaves to go talk to Stefan, and Damon comes up to to Caroline and is like, why are you being a bitch to your mom? (laughs) Because he loves Liz Forbes. They're best friends. (laughs) To which Caroline responds, don't worry about it. Here's the one minute where I'm going to get miffed at Damon Salvatore, and I'm going to make it really quick. Uh, get out of Caroline's business. You have uh, no like right to call her a bitch. Yeah, that's the issue. It's so great that he's sticking up for his friend, and he's right. But at the same time, you were you fucking raped Caroline. Let's talk about that. It's a very weird like area of the show. Like again, since they're not resolve, they're not resolving that. They're not like putting a name to what happened with them. Like. All, all again. All that has happened is that uh, she has shoved Damon and told him he sucks, uh, and said that she remembers things that happened. Um, and it's just really uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm sure Liz Forbes uh, wouldn't like to know uh, what Damon did to her daughter. So, um, how good of a friend is he? I mean, yeah. Other than weak plots and characters in the later seasons, I really, really think this aspect that the caroline damon stuff is just the the worst like aspect of the show and in terms of how they follow up on it and how they don't follow up on it really yeah it's just i the i think what i called it before was like sub canonical and i think that's just the way they treat it they're like yeah what happened with damon and caroline was uh regrettable and they're both very different now like I think they just kind of hand wave it, which is, I mean, I I would have liked to see them try to deal with it head on, but also um, there's a chance I really wouldn't have liked that. So yeah. uh, we got we got what we got, which is this, which is kind of in the middle, which ends up being I think a little ineffective. So it makes um, two of my favorite characters' relationship in the show forever kind of weird. Yeah, because the show's. The show's decision is really to just have them interact as rarely as possible after what happened. It's still it's not like to the level of Tyler and Elena, obviously. <laughs> uh, but it's just like obviously Caroline hates Damon, but they like try to pretend like we're not talking about why she hates Damon for very valid reasons, and. It's, she acts more like she's just, like, annoyed by his general vibe, which, I mean, go off. Demo's, Demo can be annoying. Um, but uh, it's obviously, like, deeper than that, and it's rooted in something deeper, but they can't mention it without, like, you know, saying horrible things about that character, uh, which they clearly don't want to do anymore. It's really tough. 
Vampire Diaries is very good to reconcile the issues that both Bonnie and Elena have with Damon and allow them to like fix them or, you know, grow with them. They really avoid the Caroline Damon thing, obviously. Like obvious reasons, but like just face it head on so we can we can actually move on instead of just waiting for us to even talk about it, you know? Yeah, it's it just it feels like they they don't handle it the right way. Like I, I don't know if there's a better way to handle it, like starting right now. Like we're I An apology is all I ask. Just a single apology from Damon. An apology would be great. We've already talked about this on the podcast too, where it's like one of those things where the show on the CW didn't expect to get like critical reference and like recommendation. It didn't expect to be, it's like, you know, it's, it's a vampire love triangle show on the CW, right? No one's, you know, paying attention to this and people were paying attention to this. It was critically acclaimed, but then it's just like, it's that one black spot pretty much. And it's also like it's, you know, this is a show that's playing with the tropes of like vampire mythos and putting it in a modern day. And if you want to act like like vampires have always had the MO of like, you know, like seducing women and controlling their minds and drinking their blood and all that stuff. So it's not like this wasn't a valid area for them to explore. I just think they didn't quite tidy it up as much or they just weren't planning on uh, you know, Candace Ackla being as incredibly like sympathetic and heartbreaking mm-hmm. as she is in the role, maybe, or maybe they wanted to kill her. Like, I don't know. But uh, however it worked out, I think um, there could have been a better handling of it there. Yeah, because it's also the issue of um, the humanity switch thing with vampires, which I think is a great uh, concept for the show. But once you acknowledge the fact that Damon did have his humanity on for all of that first season, especially early on, yeah. that, that's why you really, really need to apologize. Because it's one thing, like if Angelus does something, and obviously Angel's going to be apologetic, but like it was Angelus and not Angel. But with Damon, like this was Damon with humanity doing these things he did to Caroline. Yeah. Just being an asshole, basically. Yeah, and it just it it like like I said, it is a bummer because I think it's two of the show's strongest characters, and they forever have this defining thing about their relationship that's like a huge elephant in the room that we don't talk about. And uh, I just I think it's interesting to you know to note and to keep an eye on as we go on because I I don't know a better way to handle it once you you know ring that bell so to speak. Um, like Damon's done what he's done. I think an apology definitely would have helped, but uh, I don't know how much. Okay. Because the thing is, in theory, you want uh, Damon to have been like without his humanity in the, the first few episodes because that makes him fun. But at the same time, the fact that he did have his humanity is what makes the like the story so good. For, like, the, the, the whole story so good for him. And that twist. So, and then that, but that, that really fucks up the Caroline thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's just it, especially since they do acknowledge it a bit when she, you know, shoves him. Uh, it's it's kind of like cool now she's gotten her revenge, and I'm like, look, I think she owes him a little more than a shove, in my opinion. She sort of pummeled him. Uh, I honestly, I would have felt better. <laughs> I mean, as we all know. In Pretty Little Liars, you can get like five to ten just for holding a shovel. She should have beaten him with a shovel. Would love that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now uh, back to our episode. Uh, we have um, Elena and Stefan, uh, you know, having their fake public fight, but it's starting to get a little too real. <laughs> And Damon and Caroline are loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they fucking love drama. And Damon says to you, Caroline, relationships are about communication very judgmentally, which is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> oh, Damo. Maybe one day you'll have a good relationship. Maybe. Brilliant communicator, Damon Salvatore. Throws <laughs> shade. Oh, I love him. I love that little idiot. Uh, so then, uh, back at the Lockwood Mansion, uh, teens are drinking brown liquor. Yeah. Okay. So Amy and Sarah were like in it for margaritas and the brown liquor is a flowing. It is. And they are like doing like an apple juice pour. Like it is a lot. (laughs) Okay. So we are in the Lockwood house and, uh, Jeremy's sketchbook comes out. And uh, it turns out he's been drawing a bunch of woofs, and uh, Tyler does not like to see those. Uh, yeah, and in, in the chat, I was like, hey, Jeremy, maybe don't draw the monster du jour like a bunch. <laughs> yeah, it's a whoops. Um, it's a whoops, it's a whoops. Uh, and he gets so pissed. He gets like r- aggressively aggro and like takes him in another room and shoves him against a wall and strangles him and is like why are you drawing wolves <laughs> i was gonna say real quick remember when i first brought up the the, the the truth that is the jeremy tyler fan fiction community and you guys were surprised by the like the shipping of them like come on no i mean come on. Were, like being aggressively angsty and uh he says He's, and Jeremy says, it's because I know. And Tyler says, you know what? You know what, Jeremy? And uh, Jeremy replies, I know what you are. And uh, the Twilight uh, jumped out. <laughs> I love when Twilight jumps out. <laughs> I, anytime someone says, I know what you are, I instantly just go, say it. <laughs> Out loud. <laughs> Out loud, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Honestly, them not to do the whole thing. <laughs> it's, honestly, they should have just gone for it. <laughs> um, so then, back at the park, uh, Mason and Damon have a little chat. Uh, they joke about how Stefan's nicer uh, than Damon. And Mason says, nice is overrated. And Damon says, that's what I thought. <laughs> in, in a perfect world... Meso and Demo are BFF. It is fucked because I do think that they, uh, I think that um, Mason would be a good influence on Damon in another life. He could use some more chill in his life. Like a, a Mason, Damon, Alaric, like bro trilogy is good to me. Uh, yeah, I would like. Uh, so then uh, Mason leaves. Uh, Stefan comes up and uh, Damon's like, what's up with like your weird fake fight? <laughs> yeah, he calls it faux drama, which it is. And Damon was so excited last episode about the fight, but now he's like, okay, this is, this is fake. <laughs> uh, then a small girl offers Damon lemonade. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. And uh, the lemonade is laced with vervain <laughs> but also that that little girl like wept through puberty very fast after he said thank you sweetie <laughs> the little girl was shook <laughs> hey look uh direct eye contact for mr ian can change a person <laughs> i mean 
So I don't think I've told you my, I told you my Comic-Con seeing the premiere story. I didn't tell you the rest of that Comic-Con story oh, yeah, throughout what? the week. Did I? So I did go to the Vampire Diaries panel. Hell yeah. Which was, which was great. But I also, so I didn't get a ticket to like for the signing, but I was like there, like on the, like we were kind of slightly barricaded. And then so, like, I was like right there at the little oh, rope yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so right in front of me at the table, like was Ian. Oof. He was there. I was, and I was in the right section. <laughs> and Ian decided he was going to talk to us. Rough. <laughs> Yeah, and we were all like just taking pictures of him, and I guess got some great pictures actually. Um, he's like, "What are you guys doing?" He's like, "We were just waiting for you." He's like, "What me? Why are you doing that?" And I've since found on YouTube. I have to do it again. I found the video. Like someone put like posted the video like from their camera, but you could hear me talking to him, and I, I like went outside my body during that. How'd you do? I I feel like I did well. Uh, I I did better than I feel like in my mind I did for the Charisma Carpenter interview I did for Slayer Fest '98. Right, right. Yeah, this was me at 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 a cool twenty one years old. Oh God, I would have been a mess. So congrats to you. Yeah, Ian Summerhalder in person. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd do well. Yeah, I was I was surprised I could say words. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then we have uh, Elena and Caroline talking, and Elena is pissed. She is not interested in talking to Caroline uh, because she's a fucking spy. Um, and then she catches herself, and she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, no, I'm not being a good friend. But before she can confess anything, she sees her mom leaving the park, and she gets really pissed. I mean, just call her alias because she's a spy. Hell yeah. She's filled with impotent teen rage. Uh, and she runs over to confront her mom. And she's like, I'm, I'm surprised you lasted longer than five minutes here. <laughs> and uh, like her mom's like, look, I have to go because it's important. And Caroline's like, it, it's always important. And Liz is clearly like very affected. Because yeah, uh, Caroline's like, oh, let me guess, it's work. I, I mean, it's work, but it's council work. It's not like real work work. Yeah. And uh, then Caroline knows that uh, something's up. And smart girl, instead of just like focusing on how frustrated she is with her mom bailing in, she's like, oh, no, something's actually wrong. I need to listen, see what's up. Yeah. So um, then with Damon and Stefan, uh, Damon is ready to fucking kill Mason. (laughs) They're going to fight in the woods like men. (laughs) And Stefan is like, "Okay, but we got to be smart. Let's just do it in the woods, (laughs) which is hilarious. We have to be smart about this. Let's not kill him. Here, let's kill him 20 feet away. As someone who is re-watching New Girl, it's a very Nick Miller Schmidt plan. I'm gonna fight him in the woods. I they do have a Nick and Schmidt uh energy, which is great. Anyways, that's New Girl Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that girl? It's us. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Caroline and Elena are also in the woods, and Caroline is being a good vampire and using her super hearing to figure out what's going on. She's such a better vampire than both Salvatore boys already. She truly is. So uh, the Salvatore boys confront Mason, and uh, Damon's like, don't be surprised. You knew we were going to kill you. And then Demo says, all day. So he says, all day. All day, Schmidt. All day. (laughs) 
can do truly can do this all day, son. Uh, so then, uh, like, it turns out this was all part of Mason's uh, dastardly plan, and uh, the boys get shot in the woods because that's what uh, Salvatore boys do. So obviously, we have been praising Mason for all of these episodes, but in this episode, he has a dastardly plan. But at the same time, I can defend it because this is all Damon's fault. <laughs> it truly is. It's not nice. Uh, so then um, the boys are shot with wooden, with, is it wooden bullets or just bullets bullets? It's wooden bullets, definitely, because that's what they do for vampires. I mean, you could probably shoot them with bullets and be fine. Yeah. The physics of wooden bullets don't actually work from what I from what I know about science, but that's what we're using here. Sorry, what do you know about science? <laughs> uh, I know that the, the wooden bullets would immediately burn. <laughs> They're wood. <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, so basically, uh, Liz steps out and is like, thanks, Mason. And they like inject Stefan and Damon for Bane and they uh, take him away. But here's the thing that's fucked is that so Liz saw Damon ingest the Vervain eliminated and like she knows he's a vampire. She never got confirmation that Stefan was. So it could be that he is a vampire with a vampire little brother, like a human little brother, and they could have just like shot a kid. Yep, it's pretty fucked. <laughs> but uh, I guess she decided she trusted Mason. She should have just punched Stefan in the head. <laughs> so then over at the at the Lockwoods, um, uh, Tyler and Jeremy are still like having their uh, no girls allowed time, and they're talking about werewolf stuff i really do appreciate that uh, jeremy doesn't sell elena out he's mm-hmm. like yeah um my ancestor his journal thing then plus uh mason and then the wolf in the woods who attacked matt that's what he brings up he never brings up elena which thank god yeah which is nice uh because um you know tyler wouldn't know who that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so then um Basically, Tyler explains that, like, according to my uncle, you have to kill someone to trigger the curse. And um, uh, Tyler is uh, very upset. He kind of thinks, like, yeah, Mason's only back because he had to tell me that. But, like, and I caught him. He's not here for me. Which is sad. He's like, he's here for this. Which is sad. Tyler. Because Mason does really care about him. Like He does. Mason's a good guy. You would think these episodes would like somehow suggest he's not a good guy, but he's a good guy. Yeah, he's just like trying to not die and to protect his family. Yeah, and he's it's not his fault. Like it's Damon's fault that he basically snaps pretty much. Oh yeah. Uh Damon was extremely unreasonable. Uh, they could have been friends. They could have been they could have been drinking at the grill. Could have been. Could have been brown liquor all around. I don't actually think Mason's a brown liquor guy. You don't think? No. Does he strike you as a tequila person? Yes. 100%. Vodka. Oh. <laughs> he likes other liquors. He's not a he's not a bourbon man or a whiskey man. So then uh, we are back in the, on the uh, grounds of the old Lockwood estate. Uh, Mason even says old slave quarters. Mason's not afraid to go there. <laughs> he is not. Uh, and that is where we drag uh, Stefan and Damon and Liz is like, thanks a heap, get out of here, I'm gonna kill him. Uh, he says, you know, this is council stuff, it's not the law, you can't be around, like, it's for your own protection. Sure, Liz. Sure. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Caroline and Elena are, like, running and using uh, Caroline's super hearing to figure out what's going on, and yeah. then they get to just outside 
the slave quarters and Caroline realizes what's going on. Oh, wait, first they run into Mason, right? Oh, yeah, they do. And so it was at this point I wrote, Caroline is so good at being a vampire. Um, (laughs) But Mason asked uh, Caroline, does your mother know what you are? I'm happy to tell her, which is a dick move. And we were like, what the fuck? But as I said in the chat, I was like, he probably assumes they're all team Damon, which is not true, but he probably assumes that. Yeah, which is, I mean, to be fair, you know, we later find out he's hanging out with Catherine, so I'm sure she hasn't said nice things about all these people. And again, he kind of, he did go out of his way to, to do the anti-Damon plan because Damon stabbed him with a little knife. Yeah, which is uh, pretty valid. Uh, so basically, um, Caroline says that she can take Mason and Mason says, want to bet? And she says, yeah, I do. And she runs over and she grabs him. She pushes him against a tree. She knees him in the balls and, uh, kicks him in the stomach, which rules. I actually really appreciate that female vampires have, for the most part, told male vampires, you all suck in this entire show. We love it. And they've been right. They've all been right. And I'm I'm so proud of my beautiful girl. And so uh, she and Elena leave uh, Mason in the fucking dirt. And they go to save the other dumb boys. And then we have Liz torturing Damon. Because again, the show loves torture. It's probably a thing we should complain about. But like, this I feel like makes sense within the show more than the Caroline Damon thing we've all complained about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm personally not pro torture, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a, it's a staple of the genre. I feel like it works for the show, and just uh, in the whole concept of the show is not one that fucks around. Yeah, so it makes us these characters torture. Yeah, it's a type of violence that's allowed on the CW, so I uh, like it's allowed basically. So Blizz is like, "How do you fool us? How do you walk out in the sun?" She shoots like Stefan, even though he's still unconscious. Yeah, he's a little sleepy boy. Yeah, she threatens to drag it out painfully, and Damon says, "But you're my friend," which is so sad. And I feel like that's the one moment you could say like Damon's being manipulative, but he's still telling the truth. Yeah. And she, I mean, she answers pretty fairly, which she says, you know, our friendship is a lie. If you answer me, I'll kill you fast. Uh, so then Caroline uh, pauses outside, realizes what's going on. And she's like, my mom's killing them. And Elena wants to go in and stop her. But Caroline's like, no, 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 Elena, she's going to find out about me. And she gets so scared. And that's really sad for me. But Elena's like, I have a death wish. Well, I want to die. Let a child die, as usual. <laughs> Let these teens die. Uh, Elena charges in and she hits a deputy with a wooden plank. <laughs> Another one's ready to shoot her with a, with, a, with a wooden bullet, but, you know, that's just going to give her a big splinter. Yeah, and Liz is like, what are you doing? And she's like, don't kill him. I won't let you. And uh, then uh, Caroline runs around in circles at vampire speed and she bites a deputy. And she uh, uses the deputy that she chomps on as a human shield when the other one tries to shoot her. It's good. And uh, then she's face-to-face with her mom, uh, covered in blood. And she says, hi, mom. An iconic line, an iconic line reading. Jill, what did you think about this moment? And did you think that Liz Forbes would learn that her daughter's a vampire this soon? I did not think that she was going to learn this soon. But that moment was beautiful. (laughs) I fully expect, I figured she would probably say something like, hi, mom, but I thought it would be kind of more vicious, if that makes sense. Not like as cheery as she said it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that it would be instead of very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Candace Eckla made uh, good acting choices. She did. Which again, it's ridiculous that she doesn't act more. She has a podcast with Kayla Ewell now, who played Vicky, but that's not the same. Yeah, I would, uh, I Hollywood, hire her. <laughs> Fuck the quarantine. Hire her. Yeah, we, 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 let her do something. Hey, Hollywood, let her do it. Hey, Hollywood, it's us. <laughs> Are you there, Hollywood? It's us, Empire Diaries. <laughs> uh, this episode's off the rails. <laughs> um, so uh, we we do a time cut, and uh, you know Damon's uh, slurping on one of the deputies. You need some blood, baby. Yeah, and Stefan's like, I don't need any human stuff. Like I'm fine. It's just gonna take longer to heal. And um, Caroline's trying to nudge him, and Elena's like he says he doesn't want it. But also, he does need human blood because he's like dying. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so then Damon turns on Liz and is like, what am I going to do with you? And it's uh, menacing. Yeah. And everyone assumes he's going to kill her. And they're like, hey, Damon, don't you? He's like, I'm not going to kill you. And he's like, because you're my friend. And I'm like, I want to cry. Yeah, it sucks. Like, at least Caroline's like, mom, like, don't tell anyone. Please don't do it. Like, please, like, promise to keep the secret or he'll kill you. And Liz is like, then kill me. Yeah, that's. She'd rather die than keep their secret, which is not good. But as, as we know, also, the council and Liz are not very well versed in actual vampire stuff. Yeah, their knowledge is very outdated. Yeah, because the, the original founders were a bunch of little bitches. Yeah, they fucked up. The gonorrhea fell, that bitch. That, you knew, that bitch did not know what was going on. <laughs> I actually, because you see so many flashbacks, like, it's, Honoria Fell had no idea what was actually going on. She just went with the flow. <laughs> Good for her. Anyway, she was like a gossipy bitch and that was it. Look, I respect it. Um, so, yeah, so David's like, we're not going to kill you. Like, let's just figure this all out. So then back at the Lockwood Mansion, uh, Jeremy's checking out that moonstone. And uh, this is where Tyler says that uh, he didn't give it to Mason because he's a dick. Yep. Dick watch 2020. Dick watch 2020. Uh, then Sarah and Amy come in and they're like, here's where you are. Um, which, to be fair, they've been gone for a long time. Yeah, they had a full on conversation about werewolves and moonstones. They just left the girls. Yeah. So then the girls take the rock and they like start tossing it around to each other. As you do. You know how when a boy has a rock, you want to take it from him? I mean, that's what Caroline did in season one with David. Fair enough. That's what they do in Vampire Diaries. Yeah, so they're like tossing the rock around, and uh, Sarah runs up the stairs, and she's like, I have the rock, Jeremy, come get the rock upstairs. Um, which I you know, have no idea what she's implying here. Jeremy's so not into her. Jerry is like not interested at all. It's very funny. Uh, so then Tyler comes up to try to take it out of her hands, and uh, he accidentally pushes her down the stairs, which is terrible. <laughs> but more terrible is how she like pretends she's all dead because she's the worst. Fucking crazy! Because you like look at Tyler, and Tyler's like, "Oh shit, I maybe like made myself a werewolf." But then she's like, "LOL, no, I'm good." This is white nonsense as ever there was. Like, this is white people always be pretending they they die on the stairs. <laughs> That's what you people do. Look, 
I I have never pretended that I have died on the stairs, but I uh-huh. really don't support it as a as a habit or an action. Morgan, you were a person who regularly tried to recreate things uh, in the wardrobe of, of Vampire Diaries. Why should I believe that you weren't trying to recreate fake deaths in the Vampire Diaries? Well, because I saw how bad I was at uh, trying to look like Elena, so I realized I should probably really not fuck around with dying. <laughs> Jill, what about you? You ever pretended to die? Uh, no, can't say I've done that. <laughs> I'm surprised, given your stories. <laughs> See, the thing is, I get injured so often that I don't even have it in me to pretend. <laughs> I love you. I love you guys. Uh, so then at the Salvatore house, uh, Caroline comes in and she's wearing a very cute cardigan and she has a suitcase for her mom, uh, because they're going to keep her in the cellar, <laughs> but she does very quickly see Stefan who's looking better. And he's, and she says, Hey, did you get some bunny in you? <laughs> I screamed out loud. At. Yeah, that was a moment, a moment. I, I love her so much. So then we go to the cellar and Liz is on the phone while Damon's like, you know, eyeing her. And she's like, yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> it's a bummer. Like, she and Damon have this little conversation where he's like, hey, sorry, I like brought you nice sheets. Uh, and uh, once the remains out of your system, I'll compel you and you'll forget everything and then everything will be fine. And she's like, her, keep Caroline far away from me. I don't want to see her. Which really fucking sucks, but Damon defends her. And I'm like, obviously we're like, you know, Damon, keep Caroline's name out of your mouth, but he's so right, which is why it's just like, was there a fucking deleted scene where he apologized to Caroline? Because it would fix so many things. Yeah, like again, where it just like where it seems like they are fully good, like I don't know, or at least if not fully good, like they've reached like some kind of understanding where she like knows he wouldn't do that kind of thing to anyone else ever again. Like, I don't know. It just sucks. Uh, it's a really shitty thing that uh, sticks in my craw because I loved Caroline and I think that they could have done better here. But um, yeah. if I put that out of my mind and put it in a sub-canonical space, um, I am happy that Damon sticks up for her because Liz is like, my daughter's gone. And Damon says, you have no idea how wrong you are about that. And he can see Caroline because Caroline has overheard all of this and he kind of gives her a look and uh, it's nice. Which could almost work as an apology, but like we need a real apology for what happened. That's the thing. That's the issue. We like, we need an actual apology, but also, Hey, you want to hear a story about how I'm a super dummy? <laughs> yeah. So Morgan, you know, this, uh, Candace Eckler got married mm-hmm. and then she became, she's credited as Candace King from that point on. Right. Yes. I will always call her Candace Eckler though. So I didn't realize who her husband was. Oh. You know who her husband is, right? He's like, he's in the fray, right? Yes. <laughs> I just realized that. Truly good for her. Rhythm guitar, backing and lead vocals, and bass guitar of the fray, Joe King. Oh, uh, we love it. But yeah, I feel like I should have known that. I, I feel like I was just so much like, I'm never going to call her Candace King. I didn't look into it. <laughs> but I'm like, I have her Wikipedia open. That's why I saw it. <laughs> oh, there you go. God, I... Love that for her. Uh, in, uh, her Instagram is super cute. If you guys don't uh, follow her, uh, she posts a lot of pictures with him and they seem very happy and they have a cute little baby. Well, that's good. But again, I will never call her Candace King, even when they start crediting her as such. So right. that's why I just didn't look into it. I fully agree. I am. I habitually also call her Candace Eckler. Yeah, because 
that's her uh, government name. <laughs> it's a Christian name. And you, you know, I'm all about Christian names, you guys. I know. We, of course, all about that. Um, <laughs> so then we have a Stefan and Elena scene uh, where he talks about how he, like, maybe wants to start drinking human blood. And uh, they kind of start fighting about it. Because uh, he's like, this will give me, like, an edge on Catherine. And she is like, wait, is this a real fight or, like, a fake fight? Like, I'm confused. And Stefan's like, no, this is real. And uh, they both kind of, like, leave the room, and it's very sad. Yeah, because the thing is, so, his reasoning is because Catherine does, like, did the vervain every day a little bit to build up a tolerance. He feels like if he does a little bit of blood, human blood every day, that will build up the tolerance. Yeah. Which, also, it makes sense in a way, because um, it's basically what Damon was saying in season one when um, Stefan relapsed is that like he never learned to control his bloodlust. He like he was he was so angry about being a vampire. He was so fighting against it. He never actually learned control. Which this makes sense. But also, Stefan, you're bad at drinking blood. Yeah, this like might not be the ideal time for it. <laughs> so then uh, Caroline and Elena finally have this scene. Uh, where Elena asks, like, can I take you home? And Caroline just, like, fully breaks down. She's like, I can't go home. I'm so scared because Catherine's going to be there and she's going to want me to tell her everything that happened today. And she told me I had to spy on you and report back. And Elena's like, yeah, I know. I know. And I've been really mad at you. But, like, I tried to put myself in your shoes. Who did she threaten? And then she's just crying. She says, Matt, she threatened Matt. And I'm just so scared. And it's really sad. And I don't like it. And they hug. But they're like, what does she really want? And that's, you know, they don't, neither of them have the answer to that. Caroline and Elena, I'm happy they are on solid ground again. Yeah, Caroline, like, needs a buddy. Friendship. <laughs> so then uh, Tyler and Mason have a scene and... Um, <laughs> Tyler's like, hey, I almost killed a girl today. And Mason's like, what the fuck? And Tyler's like, don't worry, it was an accident. He also says what, what like, really pissed you off is that that he was kind of hoping that she had died. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously that, that sucks. But I think it makes sense in the sense where that way he wouldn't have to keep like waiting for the moment where he accidentally killed someone, is what he's saying. Yeah, and he's like, look, look whatever's inside of me, I don't want any part of it. I don't want to feel this way ever again. Uh, so he gives Mason the moonstone because uh, as a you know gesture of if, um, which dun dun dun. Uh, then we go over to the Salvador boarding house and we have a Damon and Elena scene, um, and there they kind of have a nice moment where she says, "What you did for Caroline's mom, that's the Damon who was my friend," which is nice. True, yeah, because it's Damon being an actual friend, and that's what what she likes. I'm so ready for them to be friends again. Or more than friends. <laughs> yeah, I love Jill that you're like, at this point, you're like, I just want them to be friends again. I'll take that scrap. Yeah, I'll take anything at this point. Just like something. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. It makes sense why they're not friends anymore. But like, I do want them to get back to being friends. Yes. Um, so then Damon tells her, Stefan didn't, dr- didn't drink the people blood, if you were curious. But he needs to start. And I think you know that. So uh, Elena goes to Stefan and she stabs herself <laughs> in the hand and, uh, you know, makes him drink. I honestly, guys, I didn't see her slice her hand. I thought she just like cut her finger a little bit. Well, no, she just stabbed it. She stabbed her palm. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
stabs her palm. So there's just like a little pool of blood in the center of her palm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So then uh, Mason uh, ventures into the woods. A car is in the woods waiting for him. And he hops in. And who is it but Catherine? We uh, go back to the Emerald Coast one year ago. And uh, when Mason is, you know, has just killed his friend and his eyes are all yellow and wolfy, uh, Catherine shows up. And uh, she's like, Mason, whatever has happened? Uh, And Mason's like, oh, Jimmy attacked me. And she's like, who? I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can't believe that this would happen. He's like, oh, yeah, you said I hit on Marla. And Catherine's like, why ever? What do you think that? And she gives him a hug. And uh, then she smirks over his shoulder. Because she obviously compelled Jimmy to attack Mason. And (laughs) between uh, the vampire monologue... Yeah. And cut by Plum. Mm -hmm. And now this interpretation of Catherine's lines, I don't know what the listeners, all two of them, it's it's gone from five to two. It's gone from ten to five to two. I don't know like how they should interpret uh everything you say, Morgan. Well that just that I'm a woman of a million voices. Is is that what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what's happening. A real Lola Spratt? (gasps) Yes. I am exactly as good at impressions as Lola Spratt. <laughs> um, when we become a children's hospital rewatch podcast, uh, Jill will get this joke and she will love it. Uh, but until then, uh, I will describe the last scene of this episode, which is uh, that um, Catherine's like, hey, why did you like try to kill Stefan and Damon? And Mason's like, oh, I thought you'd like that. And she's like, no, stay the fuck away from them. Uh, look for the moonstone. And then... He smiles at her and she's like, you got it? And he's like, oh, I got it. And then they freaking make out. End of app. Yes. Uh, Jill, I don't assume you were expecting um, Catherine to be in a relationship with Mason. So what did you think about that finale? Um, what you're forgetting is I wrote this season. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, Jill. <laughs> no, but I, I actually was really surprised. I love that. <laughs> I think it's so fun. I, I feel like Mason is kind of like the best of both Damon and Stefan combined. So it makes sense for her to go after him, honestly. Besides like the obvious, um, I have a plan brewing situation of it all. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, what a season. Yeah. And as I said in the, in the chat, um, I said, writers said, Nina, you are going to smooch everyone on this show. Oh, we'll talk more about that in literally the next scene for the next episode. Um, but yeah, uh, Mason rules and he and uh, Catherine are in cahoots. That was kill or be killed, 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 killed. So as we move on into plan B, which we were, uh, LaJoy and I were surprised by is a stealth, like fantastic episode. Yeah. Um, so as I noticed in the note in the chat, I've been looking forward to the episode after Plan B, which is Masquerade, um, one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. And we will have a friend of the show, Michael Chasen, on as, as our, our male guest. Yeah. Um, but I forgot. So Plan B is both a setup episode, but also it's, it's not a filler episode, which is very rare in general on TV. <laughs> and I literally wrote like, at the end of my notes, I was like, this might be the densest episode ever of Vampire Diaries. Uh, to this point, possibly in the entire show. Yeah, it was uh, really, really fucking tense. Um, my notes, um, I abandoned my notes at a certain point. 
Yeah, I had to abandon my notes because I was like, I need to focus and remember how much I love this episode of Telvin. Because as things kept happening, I'm like, oh wait, this is the episode where, and then I was like, I need to, I need to focus. <laughs> yeah, it uh, ruled. So we'll do our best. Uh, it is. It starts. Um, Exactly how we like an episode starting uh, with everyone being real horny. Uh, Elena and Stefan are in bed together and um, she's looking at him and he's saying, you're staring. And she goes, no, I'm gazing, which we love them. Way to pretend to be broken up, you guys. Yeah, they, uh, you know, start making out and um, Elena's like, oh, no, we shouldn't be doing this because if Catherine finds out, Stefan's like, eh, Catherine who? Then over in Catherine's room, uh, she is also in bed with Mason. Yeah, as we pointed out, Elena and Stefan, very cute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catherine and Mason, very hot. Congrats. What a week for Nina. (laughs) The, like, the ultimate week for Nina. Everyone makes out and it's very cute. Uh, Elena says she needs to shower. And, uh, but she won't do it with Stefan, which is lame. A little bitch. I know. I was like, honey, there's time. Um, but, uh, she's like, I have to go to the, I have to go decorate at the Lockwoods, which is fun because like we said, it is a setup for our next episode. Yeah. They're, they're setting up the, the event, the CW event of the week for this episode is the setup literally for the next episode's masquerade. And that's kind of how you know that like an episode is going to be a big deal. The next one, because like. They're setting up here. But again, this so much happens in this episode. So fucking much. So um, Mason and Catherine talk and uh, Catherine says, you know, is, is trying to get him to tell her where the moonstone is. And he just says it's somewhere safe. And she says, don't you trust me? And he says, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> Which uh, it's smart. <laughs> it's so hot. They're hot. Um, They're very hot. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So obviously, Nina Dobrev. I would say is is a hot actress, if you, if you will. Wow, um, I mean, this is a controversial take, but I'll I'll like I'll allow it. But watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> like Elena is not a hot character, and but Catherine very much is, and it's it's really the duality of man that <laughs> Nina Dobrev is portraying in this television series. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Elena is supposed to be very pretty. Uh, but yeah, I guess, I, I guess she, like, she isn't someone who's, like, overtly sexual, for sure. And that's why Tyler's never met her. <laughs> that's why they don't talk. That's correct. So, uh, anyways, um, like, Elena and Stefan seem like they're good. She's feeding him more blood. Um, and, uh, Catherine and Mason are still kind of, like, feeling each other out about the Moonstone. And also fucking... And they're fucking, yeah. And then everyone says, I love you. And we end the scene. And it's very cute. Uh, do you buy it when Catherine says it? Because as we know, she's, she came back for a seven or so she says. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> believe it. Catherine's good at making men believe she loves them. That's for sure. And I love her for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we stand. Because, um, I mean, clearly she's been playing a pretty long game on him. Given that, like, yeah. a year ago they were together. Yeah, he's been in a... A long relationship with Catherine, and he he literally moved to Mystic Falls with her. Now that we knew this, but like they they lived together. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Um, I feel very bad for him. Uh, it seems like um, he his that his um I, I think she did a better job with him than with Damon. Like I think Damon fell for it a lot easier because I don't think they were together like a full year. Mason knows to not completely trust her at this point. Mm-hmm. Because she clearly, he, he clearly 
based on the flashback, didn't know she was a vampire until probably later once he became a werewolf. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once he realized she was a vampire and he learned more, then he probably is like, I should probably not be as trusting of her, which is smart. And I still feel bad for this guy because Jesus Christ, this episode. Yeah, it's a bummer. So then uh, this episode uh, is the, the one of our other plot lines going on is uh, Jeremy trying to hang out with Damon. Yeah, uh, Jeremy trying to be a man. So he's not trying to follow in his uncle John's footsteps, really. But he, because he's not going to be like a complete asshole, be like, let me kill all the vampires. But yeah. he is like, he wants he wants to be a part of the world. Like you said, he wants to be part of the Scooby gang. So he, he is going to Damon. He tries to help. He tells him what he knows about Tyler and the werewolves. And he like he wants to be part of this world. Yeah. And uh, Damon is not having it. Because uh, he's like, yeah, Elena doesn't want me involved in all of this. And uh, <laughs> Damon says, uh, and you're a Gilbert and you just can't help yourself. Wow, your search for life's purpose is as obvious as it is tragic. It's definitely better than the scene where Jeremy tries, like, he's like, I came here to kill you, Damon. It's much better. Yeah, it, it works for them a lot more. So, uh, so then we go to the Lockwood Mansion and we're setting up for the mask ball. And it's great. And uh, Carol, uh, Carol and Jenna talk, and Jenna says she's always been a sucker for the masquerade ball, which we love. And unfortunately, because of the end of this episode, and now I'm realizing Jenna's not in masquerade, is she? I think she. Oh, she might not be. Yeah, she might be recovering. Which is, god damn it, we are deprived of Jenna in masquerade. Also, pretty fucked of Catherine to uh, ruin Jenna's trip to the mask ball. I am going to write an angry letter to to Catherine Pierce. (laughs) I'll never forgive her for this. Uh, So um, Jenna invites Stefan to dinner that night when she sees him. And Stefan's like, oh, well, Elena and I are kind of taking a pause. And Jenna's like, really? Because I heard you guys banging this morning. Which is the ultimate setup for the end of the episode uh, for Jenna. And again, like watching it originally, it fucked my shit up and I was not ready for it but like oh there's the yeah she's the spy it is such a good fucking plan and there is uh in my favorite episode of the vampire diaries I feel like there is a similar um plant and payoff there uh that I love so much because usually Mm -hmm. when someone drops a bit of information you're like oh great I wonder if that'll show up in a significant way later but they play it so well here just as like a moment of levity and a moment where like Stefan's like oh shit we're not being as careful as we should be uh, that you don't think about it later uh, until it's too late and then you remember it it's wonderful I love it I love them <laughs> uh, Jill what did you think about this very episode plan B as I've asked, I'm gonna ask you about plan B um, it hurt. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> this whole episode hurt. <laughs> but yeah, until you brought it up just now, I didn't even connect that she was spying when she said that. Yeah, right? It's it's one of those things that is it's so subtle, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, oh, that, there you go. There's the, the puzzle piece that explains how Catherine figured it all out. Yeah, I mean, and the denser your episode is, the easier it is to drop stuff like that. But they do such a good job and they make just enough of a big deal out of it that you won't kind of like forget it by the time, you know, she's stabbing herself. (laughs) Oh, God, that moment. Um, Speaking of good things, uh, Bonnie returns. (laughs) Bonnie does return. And this is, uh, so the first episode this season has every cast member in it. Which is nice because it's uh, everyone here. (laughs) 
everyone's in this episode everyone has a purpose too which is it can be really hard especially with like a large ensemble to make sure everyone has a purpose in an episode but this episode is i'm just like in awe of how good this episode is yeah it is a really really um intricately plotted it's so good um this scene is great because uh we kind of are setting up the fact that like bonnie is still not good with caroline which is so sad um yeah we we mentioned earlier i don't know if i've cut it out yet so uh, <laughs> i'll play by ear that um, elizabeth craft and sarah fane the writing team um this is their first episode of vampire diaries they have only one more episode is it is it it is in season two also and it's also an episode that makes me like cry even more at the end <laughs> i i sob like a little bitch like a little emo bitch baby um so get ready for that um oh no uh, yeah <laughs> i um but yeah i i go just tear streaming down my face um so they literally got, like, got in got out and they just like made me cry so much in two episodes which is the most baller mic drop ever quite rude uh but we love it um so uh yeah so elena and bonnie um are having this scene which is uh very very emotional like bonnie's angry with elena she's like you're on caroline's side like since she became a vampire we don't see each other and losing her was really hard for me i didn't think i'd lose you too and elena's like come on we have to go somewhere else so we can talk yeah uh I love how complicated, but still, like, it's not, like, catty or bitchy the female friendships are on the show. Yes. I, I fully agree. Like, it, it feels very, like, authentically high school. Yeah, but just with elevated stakes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, significantly, I'd say. <laughs> A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, but they're both really great in the scene, and uh, I like I like this plot line a lot, because uh, I think this... I, I, I love their friendship like the three of them and all of the ins and outs of it uh and i think this is a really good story for the three of them which is great yeah um so then in the boarding house uh caroline is uh bringing some food to her mom and it's really really fucking sad like she uh her mom won't eat and she's like whatever you don't care just like before i was a vampire it's not like i died or anything and uh liz does ask like are you are you really dead and she's clearly, like, very affected and kind of, like, can't uh, keep her mouth shut anymore. And Caroline says, well, yes and no. Um, and they kind of start a conversation, which is like, the first sign that things are warming up, which is nice. I basically watched this episode, for these scenes specifically being like, oh, I gotta, like, prepare myself to start sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really, really good. They have fantastic, like, mother-daughter chemistry, and I love them. It's actually strange that like because marguerite mcintyre who plays um liz like i feel like she's not in so many episodes obviously compared to everyone because she's like just recurring but like i feel like very quickly you you got this character and you you cared about her as opposed to you know the the rest of the, the council who are all assholes and you know carol lockwood we we love her but she is also an asshole yeah but like liz for how can you not feel for her? Yeah, she's she has like a, a real tenderness to her that's so sweet. And I think there's, I mean, you know, maybe it's just her as an actress that she like seems lovely and stuff. And she's also, she's a writer on uh, on the originals. Yeah, the originals and legacies, actually. Yeah, and legacies. Um, 
basically we have a we have a Alaric uh, Damon and Jeremy scene. Just boys. I'm surprised Michael's not here to talk about boys. I, know, I can't believe he's not busting through the door like the Kool-Aid man. Uh, they are talking about like the sun and moon curse. Uh, Alaric seems very wary of Jeremy being there. He's like, does Elaine know about this? I'm vaguely related to you. Should I be worried? Like, I feel somewhat responsible for you. <laughs> and we're talking about the about the curse. And they're like, basically, it seems like the werewolf part of the curse is sealed by the moonstone. Mm-hmm. And um, that part of it is that they can only shift on the full moon. Yeah. So if we, you know, do whatever we want to do with the moonstone and get the curse removed, it means they can shift whenever they want, which would make werewolves, like, significantly more powerful. Exactly. Uh, and Damon's like, well, if we start believing all this, like, supernatural witchy-woo legends, we're idiots. God, what a moron. But I'm also not gonna uh, not take it seriously at all, because it's also the book that says that uh, a bite from a werewolf would kill me, so I'm gonna pay, like, a little attention to it. That's a, that's a growth for Damon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then back at the Lockwood Mansion, um, Elena and Bonnie are talking, and like Elena has uh, given Bonnie like the full download on everything going on with her, and um, Bonnie's like, "Holy shit! I can't believe I didn't even know all of this stuff." I, like, am really sad about, like, being on the outs with everyone. And Elena's like, well, I'm sorry, but you've made it really clear where you stand on all this vampire stuff. And it's really hard. Like, Bonnie's just, like, you know, she cares about Caroline, but she's just not ready to try to mend that fence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it, and you understand it, but it's just really sad. But, uh, so yeah, they're like, okay, uh, so, uh, like, Bonnie kind of shuts down the conversation about trying to get back in good with Caroline, and they, uh, walk away. <laughs> Classic Bonnie. Ugh, why is she being such a little liar? <laughs> Mason and Stefan have a little cross, uh, and, uh, Mason's like, oh shit, you're alive. <laughs> yeah, he, he plays it cool at first, but then he just show his face, he's like, oh fuck. Um, and Mason's like, where the fuck is Liz Forbes? And, he, and Stefan's like, she's fine too, but from now on, you'll have to do your own dirty work. And uh, it's wild. Then Mason bumps into Bonnie, and Bonnie gets one of her, uh, you know, I touched a magic person visions. <laughs> and uh, Jill, is this the point where you're like, uh, Bonnie should just keep <laughs> touching people? Yeah, I would be like, if I was Bonnie, I would simply bump into everyone and learn their secrets. Pretty smart, to be honest. Simple. Uh, so Bonnie's like, uh, okay, this is weird. I saw Mason kissing Elena. Catherine's <laughs> like, uh, no, you fucking didn't. Oh, wait, Catherine. Oh, yeah, Catherine's part of this. Is basically like, so like, Which is uh, very funny. Uh, so then, uh, uh, like... Elena sees Damon and Jeremy together and she's like what is Damon making you do and he's like no I'm not he's not making me do anything Damon and I and Elena just shuts him down she goes uh 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 no way no 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 there is no Damon and you there is Damon and whoever Damon is using and those people end up dead so whatever's going on stay out of it and Jeremy is a little pissed baby and says he doesn't care what she wants but she's right but uh, he's like I'm gonna do whatever I want and then he leaves and I'm like cool how's the end of this episode work out for you jeremy he's like i finally got a proper haircut i'll do what i want fool <laughs> so uh then we have a Stefan and david scene uh and they're like shit Catherine and mason lockwood are working together we don't get into it but like 
how like upset must Damon be that uh, Catherine chose another man who's not her, not him? I mean, I mean, he's clearly really pissed, and it comes out during the torture scene. Oh, the torture oh. scene! Jesus Christ! Well, well, we will get into that. So basically, they're like, "Look, uh, we're gonna use Jeremy to get the uh, Moonstone from Tyler." And Stefan's like, "Why the fuck would you involve Jeremy?" And this is when they're like slapping each other. Like, this is when they're at peace. <laughs> Remember, Stefan's last interaction with Jeremy was slapping him around. It was pretty funny. So then uh, David's like, "Oh, whatever." Jeremy involved himself. <laughs> uh, so then. Uh, Matt and Tyler have a little uh, have a quick little conversation uh, where Matt is talking about Caroline is like look she's like amazing one minute and then she's this raging jealous freak the next and I'm like Matt you watch yourself um, and Tyler says look you know what I think about Caroline Forbes she's insecure neurotic she's, a, she's an insecure neurotic bitchy little twit but the girl's got heart <laughs> and I was like Tyler you also watch yourself is this Tyler's version of being nice he hasn't he's never been nice in his life he's learning fine learn faster bitch <laughs> he's learning pretty fast considering season one he's learning very fast but he did also say you have to take the good with the bad yeah. which is true yeah that's true uh was it this episode what what was the moment where you're like uh that jill you admitted that you were attracted to tyler <laughs> oh that was last episode <laughs> Yeah, you you want to talk about that because I'm like it's it's safe now in season two. It's oh, it's okay to be attracted to Tyler now. You're allowed. Yeah, I don't remember. It was the line before. God, what what? It was before he said the "I'm a dick" line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was it just that he's not going to give the stone to Mason? Yeah, it was like during the 30 minute conversation he had with Jeremy while they had girls waiting for them. <laughs> yeah, that was like, oh, this is my man. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, then uh, Tyler and Jeremy meet back up and they, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I did some research on the stone. Uh, it's part of this Aztec legend. He's like, could I see it again? And Tyler's like, no, I gave it to my uncle because I'm done with legends and curses and shit. And Jeremy's like, oh, yeah, whatever. It was stupid. Bye. <laughs> if only Tyler could be done with legends and shit, uh, his life would be so much better. Truly, it is. it's never good for him. So uh, then this is where we kind of start this like string of the plot where Elena's really pissed she's not being included in the main mission. <laughs> Elena, you don't want to be part of the torture. She's texting Stefan like, what's going on? And Stefan's like, I'll tell you later. And she's like, <laughs> let me die. <laughs> she's like, let me die. It's uh, great. Um, so, then, uh, so then David asks Bonnie for a favor and she is not about it. <laughs> and Elena is seeing the three of them together, Stefan, Damon, and Bonnie, and she's like, Damon and Bonnie, fill me in now. <laughs> Which sounds like a text straight from Jill. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me in that moment as well. Yeah, Jill, how happy were you that uh, Damon and Bonnie were teaming up? Ooh, it, that, yeah, that really worked for me. <laughs> it, that, yeah. <laughs> It, it sure did. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, Stefan and Stefan, like, and Elena hop on the phone because Elena's like, I'm sick of not knowing things. It's been 30 seconds. Uh, and right. she's 
I'm sorry, but she's been involved with things until this moment. She has, but I'm also like, Elena, take a breath. <laughs> uh, so then Damon and Bonnie have some time to talk, and she's like, you need to touch Mason Lockwood again and see if he gave Catherine the moonstone. And she's like, I don't get to ask questions. That's not how my fucking visions work, you dumb bitch. Then <laughs> she explains that uh, when she's giving him the ouchie, she's giving him a bunch of aneurysms. Uh, and uh, Damon's like, oh, cool, can you do that with Mason Lockwood? And she's like, no, I'm not going to help you hurt him. And then she's like, well, he's working with Catherine. They're the bad guys, so help us. And then Stefan says, yeah, he meant that as a question with a please on the end. (laughs) Which we love. So good. Which we love so much. And Bonnie, you know, folds like laundry and agrees. Loving the Salvatore boys teaming up in these episodes. Uh, And they are... They, again, they are such bratty brothers with each other. Uh, so then Bonnie pretends to struggle carrying something heavy, and then uh, Mason helps her, and she says she's sorry, and she gives him the ouchie. Yeah, Mason, a good boy, is helping a lady, and she gives him the ouchie. And then they, like, shove him in his Jeep and uh, take off. Yeah, um, I'm also like, hey, maybe uh, Mason should date Bonnie instead of Catherine, and that should be what's happening. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. I think that'd be a nice change for both of them. We could have an alternate story where everyone is happy if Mason and Bonnie got together, honestly. That would have been very nice. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, speaking of the opposite of happy, uh, very, very sad, uh, Caroline is in the basement with her mom. And uh, she's talking about the kind of blood that she drinks. And she's uh, she says that she's better than Stefan. She's like, yeah, I can control my, like bloodlust and better than Stefan. He's a bit of a problem drinker, a bloodaholic. <laughs> Which is extremely cute. And Liz is like, well, I don't want this for you. And Caroline's, oh, I know, but when life gives you lemons, like uh, Candace Ackle in the scene, um, I am crying. Uh, then she uh, can hear Damon come home and like, you know, shows off with her supernatural powers. And it's very fun. It's cute and fun. (laughs) And Stefan's a bad vampire. We all know this. It's the truth. So then uh, upstairs, Bonnie and Damon bring the unconscious man into the Salvatore home. (laughs) God. And uh, Damon puts down a tarp because he doesn't want to get the carpet like covered in blood which is my favorite Damon is persnickety about the house Damon oh yeah definitely I'm glad we're at that point of the series I'm so happy we've gotten to that point where he is um very interested in keeping the house I think it is a delightful uh trait that they decided on here um and uh Bonnie's like okay he's not gonna be out much longer and uh Damon finds his chains in his bag and is like no it's cool he's probably used to being tied up (laughs) (laughs) poor Mason (laughs) fucking sucks so uh Bonnie you know touches Mason's head and she says okay the moonstone's somewhere small and dark where there's water like maybe a well (laughs) <laughs> and Damon is uh, not into that as an answer. And I'm amused that Vampire Diaries is so good that um, a well can be part of the plot and good. And then Jill brings up the time she fell in a well. Yeah, I said as someone who has fallen down a well before, I appreciate a well getting a chance in the spotlight. Uh, did you feel <laughs> that this was authentic per your experience of being trapped in a well? Um, no, very different. Okay. Um, I will say. <laughs> uh, at this point, I think that 
walk out and got very worried about you being stuck in a well, even though I had apparently already heard this story. But I guess I blacked it out because I was scared for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess for uh, listeners, I will explain. <laughs> um, in first grade, my friends and I were playing Ghosts in the Graveyard. Because I'm from, I don't know if that was popular outside of the Midwest, but it was very big in the Midwest. I've never heard about it in my entire life. I think I've heard of it. Is it a version of Tag? (laughs) Yeah, it's like Tag, but you play it when it's pitch black outside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, people are hiding, and there's one person going around trying to find everyone. Um, And I was running Mm. to try and find a hiding spot uh, and fell (laughs) and I had the best hiding spot because no one found me for a while (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a a scar on my chin from that because I clipped my chin on the way down (laughs) ow Jill oh no so much no other Vampire Diaries podcast has this story no one else is falling in wells you little bitches Yeah, get on my level. (laughs) Photo well, motherfucker. Then we'll talk. (laughs) Anyways, I freaked the fuck out when I uh, paused the episode because I was like, no, 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 you're going to tell a well story now because I am worried. Imagine if she's like, oh yeah, I found a well last week. (laughs) Very worried about what you were doing outside for that long. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I'm really glad that you got out of that well. Um, I cherish you. So uh, basically, Bonnie's like, cool, that's me for the day. I gotta go. And Dan says, hey, Judgy. And Bonnie turns around and looks at him and he says, thank you. So we could say thank you to Bonnie, reconciling with her. Can't say sorry to Caroline. That's all I want. Just one word. Mm-hmm. One word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then um, Caroline and Bonnie have a quick uh, scene together, which is nice. Like, um, uh, Bonnie like asks about her mom, which is nice. And Caroline's, oh, cool, I'm gonna take her home tonight. And Bonnie's like, cool, bye. Uh, and Caroline tries again. She's like, did you find the moonstone? And Bonnie says, no, but like, where was that well we used to play in as kids? And uh, Caroline's like, oh, it's on the edge of the Lockwood property. So Bonnie texts Stefan and says, like, that's where she thinks the moonstone's there. And Caroline offers to go with, and Bonnie says, no. But then Caroline is so disappointed that she revises her answer and says yes. And then they leave. Buddies, perhaps? Friendship, yes. Um, Friendship is good. Um, Jill, how are you doing on the uh, Bonnie and Caroline friend front here? Are you as sad as I am? Yes. um, I was very happy when she changed her answer and they decided to be pals together. Wait, I'm sorry. You didn't have a moment where you're like, God, Bonnie's such a bitch. I hate her forever now. You know, I can't say I had that moment. Mm-mm. <laughs> Crazy. I, I don't understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. How dare you? <laughs> so, uh, so then we have a Matt and Elena scene, which is a type of scene that I really like. They're uh, sorting through masks. Yeah, it's also um, a Matt and Elena scene where Matt's not like pining over Elena. We're past that now at this point. And he's like, he's worried about Caroline, honestly. <laughs> Which is my favorite kind of Matt and Elena scene. He is just like, where's Caroline? I'm worried. Uh, like, she's, she was like, you know, this is her type of thing. Uh, and Matt is asking Elena if she's seeing someone else. And uh, it's very cute. And Elena's like, no, what? No. <laughs> 
which is nice, uh, then uh, Stefan and Elena uh, have a moment where they exchange significant looks. Of course. And then uh, Tyler comes in and is like, hey, where's my uncle? And Stefan's like, definitely not uh, being tortured in my living room. <laughs> and yes, so Elena is in the scene, as is Tyler, but Tyler speaks, and it's Stefan who speaks back, and not Elena, who is also in the scene. It could have been an interaction between the two, but why would we have that? No crossover here. <laughs> so then Stefan gets the text from Bonnie about the well and uh, looks at Elena. And Elena's like, cool, let's go. And Stefan's like, no, you can't come. <laughs> and they still like, aren't talking. You can't come to the well. And then uh, Matt sees this whole silent conversation happen and is like, all right. Like, I'm not going to ask. And Elena's like, I'll be right back. And she runs after him because uh, she cannot handle not being included. She has a death wish, as we've discussed. She's like, let me, a teenager, die. Look, I I love her. I love her dearly. But, like, everyone else on this show has to deal with, like, not being fully in the loop all the time. <laughs> Elena, you, you're out of the loop for, like, five minutes at a time. She, she's all, like you said, she's out of the loop for, like, 30 seconds. And she's like, how dare all of you? Ask Jeremy how he felt. I'm going to die if I don't know what, what's going on. <laughs> Which, um, I mean, I'm the same way about all the events of the Vampire Diaries, so I guess I can relate. <laughs> so uh, then back at the Salvatore boarding house, uh, fucking Damon uh, starts heating up a iron poker in the fireplace and poking Mason with it. <laughs> some, uh, some torture, some torture. And this is the point where I was like, um, Taylor Kinney is very good uh, at like playing vulnerable, like the pain acting. To the point, like, obviously we joke about how, like, it's funny when Mr. Ian uh, plays Hurt uh, as Demo, but, like, for Taylor Kinney as Mason, it's, like, it's not funny. He's, like, it's just, I, like, I feel his pain. Yeah. It's very scary. Like, it's, like, he's clearly, like, like, it's a, it's a mournful, uh, you know, combination of uh, sounds and facial expressions he does. It's very scary and sad when he gets hurt. Which is why even when, like, he's... You know, he's working with Catherine, even when he's, like, grabbing Elena, he's, like, he's threatening to separate. I, I, still, I still feel bad for this guy, because he, like, this is not the life he planned. Yeah, this seems like a corner he's being boxed into, which I think, I think they do a really good job with the character and everything. And, uh, yeah, so then Damon um, starts to ask him about Catherine, and uh, Mason isn't saying shit. And uh, Damon's just getting angrier and angrier. And uh, he's, you know, torturing Mason until he screams. Don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, so, uh, Jill, as a as a Demo fan, how did you feel about this torture? Man, I, my instinct was to be like, oh, I enjoyed it. But uh, I realized that's probably the wrong thing to say. You got it. <laughs> if you're like, you have to do what you had to do, then that's it. Yeah. I mean, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, but, like, does he really? Because the way I see it, even though we literally learn that he's working with Catherine, I still just can't see Mason as, like, the bad guy. More a victim, if anything, honestly. Yeah, and there's a moment later right before he kills him where he's like, Catherine's tricking you, I know because I've been you. And she's going to rip your heart out, so I'll just do it for her. It's like, well, then you're admitting that he's the victim here. Which is, you know, I mean, we, uh, our, our, bo our boy is, uh, amoral. <laughs> amoral, amoron, uh, both of these things. <laughs> Speaking of big moron energy, uh, Elena runs into the woods after Stefan. 
<laughs> I love Lena. I love her. I just don't always love when she has an aggressive death wish. I usually love it, but and there are moments like I really love it. But you make a good point where you're like she's literally out of the loop for a few seconds, and then she she's even more reckless than usual. She is aggressively reckless in this episode. She's like running after Stefan, and Stefan's like, "You shouldn't be here. Like we're not supposed to be seen together." And uh, she's like, "Yeah, I know, but what's going on?" <laughs> Uh, so, uh, they go to the well, and, uh, Stefan jumps down it, and of course, there was a shit ton of vervain down the well. Which, because Mason's <laughs> a smart boy. He may be chill, but he's a smart boy. So, he's just, like, screaming in agony, and, uh, you know, the, the, she can't do anything to help him. Like, she's trying to pick up the heavy chain on the ground to throw down to him, but she, but she isn't strong enough. Uh, finally, uh, Caroline, who, like, heard her screaming from afar, rushes over, and she's there to help, but Elena's like, you can't go down there. It's filled with vervain, but we have to find a way to get him out. So... Dun dun dun. Uh, <laughs> really? Dun dun dun? Oh, yeah, for sure. Dun dun dun. Uh, so then, uh, back at the Salvatore house, uh, Damon is continuing to do torture. He's doing uh, full on torture. And Jeremy walks in the room and is like, hey, what's up? I found a box with Rick's stuff in it. To which Damon says, ooh, what is it? Uh, and yeah, it turns out there's. Um, this stuff called like aconite, uh, also known as wolfsbane, that um, you know might be useful to uh, subdue Mason Lockwood. And it is. It is uh, no fun. So uh, Damon questions him and is like, "What's Catherine doing in Mystic Falls? Why is she here?" And Mason says, "She's here with me. Why do you ask? Are you jealous?" <laughs> And uh, then... It's like, now he is. <laughs> Damon fucking shoves it in his mouth. And uh, Damon, like, spits up a bunch of wolves... Um, a Mason spits up, like, wolfsbane in blood. And he's, like, coughing. And it's very upsetting. Yeah. Um, again, the show loves torture. But, like, a sweet boy like Mason, he doesn't deserve a torture. We love him. Yeah. Uh, so in the woods, uh, they decide to send Elena down the well, um, which is smart, you know, because she, uh, you know, won't get hurt. Um, and uh, Bonnie finally catches up and is like, you took off in a blur. And Caroline's like, oh, yeah, like Elena was screaming. Uh, so let's help her get into the well. So we lower her into the well and uh, she puts the chain around Stefan and Stefan gets lifted up the well. And uh, Elena decides to search for the moonstone. She's searching. And she's searching, and there's a fucking snake two feet away from her, and she's searching, and she's searching, and then she finds it, but then there are a bunch of snakes, and I start screaming. And Jill's like, they're not even poisonous. They're like, shut up, Jill, they're snakes. <laughs> Jill was like, I don't think black snakes are poisonous. And I'm like, Jill, a snake's a snake. I don't want to fucking see one. I'm pretty sure they aren't poisonous, though. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're not. <laughs> I mean, we could Google this. Jill, Google this. But, okay, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> Okay. But also, a snake's a snake, Jill. A snake. I like snakes. I don't, I did not care for that. I did not like this one bit. This, I was very spooked. I forgot about this and I was like, oh no, no thank you. Um, meanwhile, fucking Stefan looks fucked up from the vervain. Like, he's all cut up and stuff. Imagine though, if Elena, like her demise, she met it by snake bites. <laughs> Be pretty funny. <laughs> Okay, I googled it. The black snake is not venomous, and most species aren't known to be aggressive, but if they feel threatened, they will bite. I mean, bites hurt. Yeah, you don't want to get it. 
But have you been stabbing your palm like a fucking psycho? Yeah, I guess a snake bite ain't shit. Yeah, she'd be fine. Uh, so then, um, Stefan gets out of the fucking well, um, Elena gets out of the well, and she, you know, gives Stefan her blood, and, uh, says that she has the stone, and that it's gonna be okay, and he drinks so that he doesn't die. And, uh, I love the, I love the touch, though, of, Ca- uh, Caroline looking away when she draws blood, because she's like, I don't want to get the horny eyes, I don't want to be slipping on Elena. Very good. Control, because Caroline has control, and that's good. So then, uh, back at the boarding house, uh, Damon is still fucking torturing mason uh and jeremy points out something very smart which is like hey if he was gonna say anything he would have said it already and uh mason says it's in the well and damon's like i fucking know it's in the well yeah we're past that and mason says he's getting it for Catherine because she's gonna use it to lift the curse um and he's like damon's like okay why the fuck would she do that and he's like so like so i wouldn't have to turn anymore because she loves me oh baby boy very sad and then damon laughs he's like oh you're stupid Catherine doesn't love you she's using you and mason says he's done talking and damon says yeah he is so he tells jeremy to take a walk yeah because this is the moment that damon plans to kill him and mason honestly he knows he's about to get killed too so he like he just accepts it and it's really fucked because like rather than like try to fight or ask jeremy for help he just says like he just turns to Jeremy and he says, help Tyler. Don't let this happen to him, which is incredibly fucked. Mason Lockwood, a great guy to the very end, honestly. A good boy for sure. And Jeremy's trying to convince Damon to uh, not murder. And Damon instead runs over and like grabs him by the throat and is like, look, you want to be a part of this. Uh, It's kill or be killed, buddy. The guy's a werewolf. So uh, suck it up relief. Honestly, I, I'm sure Damon would not want to hear that, but that's like John Gilbert logic with vampires. Yeah, and it sucks. And uh, he um, says that he uh, sees himself in Mason, a, uh, le- a less dashing, less intelligent version of himself. Just not true on either front, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then he rips his fucking heart out. Uh, yeah. Fuck. This is a bummer. I, um... I didn't care for it uh, when it happened in the show. I was disappointed because I liked Mason and I am still disappointed. Um, Damon, Damon has, uh, anytime anyone chill comes to Mystic Falls and tries to have a little fun, Damon's got to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I think I said it before. I think I said it last episode, but like literally, I feel like Mason is not the usual, like, type of character I would usually like. And if it had been any other actor, I probably wouldn't like Mason, but I think I feel like Taylor Kinney is very, very good in this role, and so it really fucking sucks when Mason dies. It does. He's really, really winning. I, I really like him, and I will miss him. Jill, how did you feel? This was, uh, you know, your first goodbye to Mason. Yeah, um, it was a bummer. I was kind of expecting it. Kind of. I don't know. I, I'm not a very reactive watcher, so I kind of watched it and was like, okay. <laughs> right. That's allowed. But yeah, it sucks because I do like that character. You know, it's a bummer to see you go. But, um, you know, stakes are high. But now we get to focus more on my man Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you are so team Tyler now, and I, I love that for you, honestly. Oh. <laughs> uh. Team Tyler. Uh, so then um, over the Gilberts, uh, Janet and Alaric are cooking food. They're being cute. They're kissing. 
I like it. Uh, Elena walks in and like she's all fucked up from having jumped in the well. And Alaric like sees her and mouths, "Are you okay?" And Elena's like, "Yeah, whatever, it's fine." And kind of like indicates that she's gonna go upstairs. And it's a cute moment. Um, I like when uh, Alaric and Elena are buddies because again, he is her stepfather. That is a fact. He is like the only paternal figure in her life right now. Um, and I love him. Uh, so then uh, back at the boarding house, Caroline and Liz have another scene. And she's telling uh, Liz what just happened. And she's like, yeah, I pulled Stefan out of the well. and But she says this one thing that LaToya and I both called out, which, and Bonnie wasn't mean to me once. And I just like, I really think this is progress, you know? Caroline, I love you. Oh, no. This is not the first Caroline Liz scene that will make me emotional. Uh, it's not the last. I'm <laughs> never going to stop crying over them. Uh, emotions suck, you guys. Yeah, don't have them. <laughs> um, we, uh, we at the Empire Diaries uh, recommend that you flip your humanity switch. <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, we were all crying on the podcast last episode because of Cut by Plum by Morgan. <laughs> um, but this is a different kind of crying. <laughs> Good God. Look, I'm, I'm really interested for when these episodes drop and I become a multi-platinum recording artist. <laughs> my cover of Cut by Plum. Um, I'm going to try not to let it all go to my head. Um, anyways, they have this conversation, which is very emotional. And like, because the deal is, like, at first she's worried, she's freaking her mom out. But it, then it becomes clear Liz is actually really proud of her because she's like, you becoming a vampire is really like you stepping into your own. You're becoming really strong and really confident. She says, you don't have to take my memories away. I'll keep your secret. If you're worried, just like tell them that you compelled me and I won't tell because I wouldn't do anything to hurt you. And Caroline, you think she's swayed in this moment. She says, we never talk like this. And today meant so much to me. Um, And I know I can trust you, but you're never going to trust them. Mm -hmm. So she uh, compels her mom. (laughs) Yeah. um, As I said in the chat, the soup line is what like always always gets me in this monologue yeah she tells her you're gonna forget i'm a vampire you'll remember you got sick with the flu you had a fever chills and ickiness but i made you soup and it was really salty we bickered you got better and then your selfish little daughter who loves you no matter what went right back to ignoring you and all is right in the world and um i'm doing fine everyone i'm tearing up right now I uh, am also cheering up. Jill, what about you? Do you have a heart? Oh, no, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I will say I did cry in this episode, but not at this scene. <laughs> okay. Really? What scene did you cry at? <laughs> what, is, what is lip quivered? Oh, yeah. That's good. Good shit. But I will say this scene, that soup line, that really got me. I, that hit for sure. Yeah, in theory, it's an inconsequential line, but it, like it's so specific, and it, it's like the line that makes the monologue. Yeah, yeah, like the digressions like that, and like little jokes and little like anticlimaxes. Like that's the best stuff when you write, because that's the stuff that feels authentic about it. Because if she had gotten sick, that's probably what would have happened. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love her. I love them. It's uh, so sad to see them do this. I, I really like um, this. I like in terms of things that the show has in common with Buffy. I think I might like, I, I really like this 
as a alternative to the like Joyce dealing with Buffy as a as a vampire slayer kind of deal. Um, I like this quite a bit, and it makes me really sad. And the the compulsion of it all, uh, it's rude. <laughs> Rude to hurt me like this. Um, but uh, then upstairs, uh, Stefan comes home and sees Mason's corpse in a blanket. And he says, wow, I see <laughs> your usual restraint. Uh, we're, we're making jokes, whereas poor Mason and his poor life. Fuck, it sucks so much. Stefan gives Damon the moonstone. Uh, Damon uh, uses Mason's phone to text Carol that uh, he's leaving. And uh, they decide to get rid of the body. Uh, which is sad. Uh, Damon decides to call uh, Catherine. Stefan begs him not to provoke her, but uh, Damon won't listen. I was going to say, this season is going to have me crying a lot. Get ready, Jill, and get ready to feel like you're not emotional enough. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, boy. I'm still, like, trying to clear my tears from Morgan reciting the soup line. Look, it's a multi-platinum recording. (laughs) Um, no, I am absolutely no Candace Ackle. Um, I am just a sad girl wrapped in her comforter, um, speaking into her laptop. <laughs> but um, <laughs> lighter news, when uh, Catherine answers the phone and is like, Mason, you should have been here an hour ago, Taman says, wrong boy toy, which does make me laugh. And he's like, yeah, I fucking killed your boyfriend. Um, and I have the moonstone. Fun, but uh, Demo is still a dummy. <laughs> Yeah, and Catherine's like, cool, you didn't think I had a plan B and C and D? Like, she says, send my love to Stefan and hangs up. <laughs> Which is some cold shit, and I love it. A uh, little B. She's still just like, remember, I love Stefan, not you. And I love her. Um, so then uh, at the Gilberts, um, like Alaric and Jenna are cooking and uh, Elena, you know, sees Jenna on the phone uh, and uh, she and Alaric have a quick aside about all the supernatural shit that happened. Um, and she's like, yeah, everything went okay. There's a few hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jenna gives her the phone and Elena talks on the phone to Catherine. Ah! <laughs> yeah, after Jenna says, of course, I understand. And then she hands the phone to, to Elena. <laughs> Nothing suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Catherine like reads her for filth and is like, enjoy your little rendezvous with Stefan this morning. And she's like, I will always know. I'll always be one step ahead of you. <laughs> Which uh, rules. And she explains that she got into the house. She replaced Aunt Jenna's vervain perfume. And um, then we look over at Jenna. And Alaric's like, what the fuck's happening? And Elena's like, uh, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. And um, Elena is uh, not happy. And Catherine explains that Jenna's been her spy for days. But unlike you, Jenna actually listens to me. So when I suggested the world would be a much better place if she were to just... And then Jenna... You see her holding the knife in the air, and she stabs herself in the gut, and it's crazy. And it's awesome. Watching it originally, I definitely freaked the fuck out. I'm like, holy shit. I lost my goddamn mind. Catherine says, well, you get the idea, and she hangs up. And then we're all just, like, everyone's just looking at Jenna. She's bleeding out on the ground and trying to help her, and it's absolutely crazy. Jill, were you expecting that? I know you wrote this, but were you expecting that? I was not expecting that. <laughs> that one took me by surprise. But also, um, you can compel someone through the phone. No, she literally 
So she compelled her earlier. She still has an invitation into the house. Yeah. So I think yeah, she has an invitation to the house. So I think she compelled her earlier and she's like, hey, when I say, stab yourself in the stomach. Got it. Yeah, like Isabel, like Isabel did with that creepy dude who kept stalking Elena. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. wow. What a power move. Yeah. Fucked up. Um, I, uh, yeah, Catherine's a fucking formidable opponent. So then at the hospital later, Elena and Jeremy are talking, and it turns out, like, Jenna's going to be okay. She got lucky. And um, they explain that it was Catherine. And they're just, like, they're really scared. And um, Jeremy and Elena are hugging, and Jeremy's like, she's gonna pay Elena. I don't know how. Then I noted, like, I noted back in the day, he is not hugging her like you hug a sister. And that is a whole thing throughout the season. Yeah, they hug kind of weird. He brushes her hair. You don't do that to your sister, not your older sister either. It's just, it's weird. Jeremy, who the fuck do you think you are not gonna stop Catherine Pierce? You're fucking 15. (laughs) Makes me so, you emo little bitch. (laughs) The best thing you could do is make a follow-up boy mix CD for Catherine. There it is. Back at the Lockwood Mansion, Tyler like like goes and sees his mom, and he and uh, Carol's like, "Yeah, it was really nice to see Matt today." And Tyler was like, "Yeah, we've been busy. I've been busy with Mason. Where is he?" And uh, Carol has to tell him that he left and went back to Florida, which for Tyler, like, only confirms that Mason was never there for him. No. And he, you can just tell he feels really, really abandoned. And you can tell that this is a big blow to Carol, too, because her son was really happy for the first time in a long time. Uh, And it just sucks. Like, Damon did this to them. And he didn't care because he's Demo. So then uh, we go back to the Salvatore boarding house and we uh, do the scene that uh, actually made Jill cry, which is uh, is Stefan are both crying and they're both such beautiful criers. Um, They are so sad. Uh, And Elena's like, we were so stupid, like sneaking around and thinking we wouldn't get caught. Like we did this, like, because, you know, Jenna's in the hospital, Jeremy could be next and we should have listened to Catherine. And Stefan's trying to get her to, you know, to reconsider. And she's like, no, 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 this is selfish. And we love each other, but it has to be over. And uh, they like, they're, uh, they like kiss and they're raining and it's, they're, they're raining on their faces. They're making face rain. That's what crying is. Um, face rain. Wow. It's really sad. And I, uh, I don't care for it. And then uh, she leaves. And she looks back and she sees Damon and like, it's so great. Her eyelashes are all clumped together and her makeup smudged. And Damon is like, I riled Catherine up and I'm, I wasn't thinking. And she's like, it doesn't matter. She won. But also, Damo, this is how you should have been before instead of just be, uh, blaming Catherine for your bad behavior. This is a, a good thing to say. Yeah, you did rile her up. Yeah, uh, it sucks. It's so sad. Um, let's talk about it. They're all really good in this scene. Um, they make me very sad. I mean, yeah, Jill cried. So Jill, talk about it. I mean, I don't know what makes me cry because usually I cry at everything like anything that has any emotion I'll be crying so I'm not sure why (laughs) this is the only one this episode did it for me but man whenever a character has a a little lip quiver I'm done doesn't matter who the character is it's really tragic because I mean you know like Elena says it like they love each other there's like they're being kept apart by someone who will kill them if they kill people if they date which is horrible but like a a reasonable 
when you break up. <laughs> yeah. So it- That's the only reason I break up. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really fucked. We uh, we then check in with Catherine, who is pacing back and forth and talking to someone who's sitting on her bed, whose face we can't see. But we have the sense that he has beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> um, and she says, uh, you see, I need a werewolf and I lost the one that I had. So tell me what you're going to do to get me a new one. And uh, it is clear that she is compelling the person she's talking to, which we reveal to be Matt Donovan. <laughs> Poor Matt Donovan. Um, she tells him that he's going to go after Tyler and he's not going to stop until Tyler kills him. Were you expecting that, Jill? Uh, as soon as I saw the blonde hair, I was like, Matt, no, it's going to be Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are you with Matt? Oh, with Matt? I he's Yeah, he's fine. I'm indifferent about Matt. But yeah, now that he's not with Caroline anymore, you're just like, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and also, you've moved on to Tyler, so... Oh, Tyler's my boy. <laughs> Amazing. You would not have said that in season one. See how things can change? Yeah. Wow, wasn't he on my shit list for a while? He was always on your shit list, yeah. Mm, yeah, my type. <laughs> <laughs> what a difference a werewolf curse reveal makes. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I need. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's worrisome. I don't like it. I don't want Matt to die at Tyler's hands. That'd be kind of beautiful, though. Um, of all the characters who could kill Matt Donovan, mm-hmm. who do you want to see him die at the hands of, and who don't you want to see him die at the hands of? I want to see him die at the hands of no characters, because uh, <laughs> uh, I never want Matt to die. Because I love him. <laughs> He's a sweet boy, and he's been through a lot. So is Mason, but he's dead, so... I also didn't want Mason to die. Oh, God, the next episode is crazy, guys. Again, this was the setup for the next episode. Jesus. Yeah, Jill, this is... Yeah, this is the build-up. Like, this is the boring one. Oh, man. Yeah, the next episode is written by Kevin and Julie, by the way. Hell yeah. I'm really excited for the next two episodes, you guys. There's Masquerade, and then the next one is Rose. My mind just immediately went to Doctor Who. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Um, should we talk crushes, gang? Oh, oh no, we should get Jill ranked. Yeah, rankings first. first. Okay, a bit of a change since last time. Uh, mm. We got Damo and Bonnie at the top, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to continue with Caroline and Catherine after that. Woo! But at number five, my boy Tyler. <laughs> he is up there. Wow. Who could have ever imagined? We've, we've really made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for Michael Trevino. I hope, I hope someone lets him know he made it on the list. <laughs> Let him know he's my number five. <laughs> can, we get, can we have one, like, um show guest on the podcast and it's only Trevino? <laughs> no other cast member. That would be the funny. The funniest person we could get would be Stephen R. McQueen, <laughs> but um, Trevino would be So good. Um, oh, come on. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Um, Michael Trevino would come on our show. I also just want to say, because now I'm on Trevino's um, Wikipedia, because wh- why not? Um, again, Trevino is playing a, a white character on the show. He is 100% Mexican. <laughs> Yep. Yes, his mother is from Mexico. His father was born in Fresno to Mexican immigrants. He is 100% Mexican. Yeah. Ugh. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops about that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, crushes, right? Crushes. Crushes. 
crushes i have a feeling our crushes are gonna line up pretty good then you go morgan let's see what your answer is first uh i'm gonna say that my crushes are um uh they are Catherine and mason <laughs> uh both separately and together yeah <laughs> uh that's it that's the tweet like they uh are very hot and they are my crushes yeah I know we're supposed to intercut them with Stefan and Elena to like compare and contrast, but like, why, how about we just have like the whole scene beat them fucking? Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, they are so uh, pretty. <laughs> Congrats on uh, casting, guys. Jill, what about you? Uh, I'm throwing a curveball here. <laughs> Ooh. My crush for the first episode is Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you are all in, and I love it. I love this for you. I love Tyler. Oh my god, I love him. <laughs> and then another fucker, probably, for um, the second episode is Stefan. Oh, wow. Is it because he's a cryboy? It is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> These twists and turns, Jill. Oh, I love it. Wow. Follow me on Twitter, at LaFergs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Lorgan Mudich. And me on Twitter, at Jilbo Baggins, but... Two I's instead of two L's. And we're going to fight the person. Jill, have you checked it on the other person? Have they relinquished the, the, the Twitter yet? Or do you know? No, but I think they live in Utah. Road trip? <laughs> okay, wait. They... Okay, no, they are still tweeting. For a second, I thought they were going to like be one of those people who had, like, hadn't tweeted since like 2004. And I was going to be like, we're going to fight. But, uh... Oh, they, you know. But also, I thought they yeah, I also thought they were inactive. And now I'm like, oh, never mind. She can keep it. I'll have my two I's instead of two L's. It's fine. I do not want to be afraid. Cut by plum. That's the song. Sing along, Jill. Cut by plum. <laughs> God, you guys done it again. <laughs> we done done it again. All right. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Can you fade me out? I don't want to be afraid. Something, something, something. Cut by plum. Cut by plum. It's cut by plum. It's cut by plum. Sam Plum for Clear Skin.